And just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back. And this is Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, July 21st, 201 p.m. episode 23. That's how many years old I am. It's Colin's birthday. We're fucking balling out over here. We are back, everyone. Welcome back to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and yeah. political commentary on weekly news, pop culture, and sports, built from the ground up for you, the everyday normal person. Join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. Yeah. I'm Colin. I'm Donovan. And today we're joined by special guests, Jacob and Morgan. Hello. Say hi. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Happy to be here. Jacob is a boy and Morgan is a girl. Are we? Just, yeah. just so you guys know. Oh. Unless you live in Canada where they're one of a number of unknown pronouns. I mean, or Seattle. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I don't mean to offend. I just mean so people know. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, don't. I identify as a toaster, so. Okay, so <laughs> let me put it this way. What the patriarch would tell you is a man that's what Jacob sounds like, and what the contract <laughs> would tell you as a woman, that's what Morgan sounds yeah, like. Yeah, don't assume my gender. Yeah. Just to be clear, I don't want, you know. I like it. And coming up on this week's show, <laughs> we're talking, uh, as promised from last week, we're going to be talking about the wonderful, what was it, 10 and a half hour long uh, House what, what, Oversight and uh, Judicial Judiciary. Committee hearing. Um, about uh, Peter Strzok's involvement in the the uh, issues with. Oh, <laughs> I know what he's doing. That's hilarious. Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, talking Peter Strzok. We're talking the U.S. Russia Helsinki summit and all of its glorious fallout. We're going to be talking a little bit about tattoos, and because it is July twenty first and my birthday, we'll be playing a little game a little later today that I uh, came up with. Couple of weeks ago, couple of weeks ago, I can talk again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be one of those episodes. You got this, baby. You're it's right. called World's Shittiest Superhero. So I asked you guys a couple questions yesterday, and we talked. Uh, I was just saying it's for the game, so that uh, those conversations might come up yeah. later on. Yeah. Oh, great. But of course, before we dive into the heavy stuff, just a reminder: take a second to rate the show on whatever platform you're listening to right now. Whatever it is, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you like what we're doing and want to help us out, all you got to do is just jump down and give us a little rating, a little review. It greatly helps out, and we'd love you forever. Uh, follow us on Instagram, at Salt of the Streets. Give us a like on Facebook, at Salt of the Streets. Uh, I am at Big Bird Offie on Twitter. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. That's right. And yeah. we're gonna ask, are we gonna hear the story today about that? Oh, I'll tell you right now if you want. Yeah, I wanna um, know. So when I was in high school, I, I, well, I still have a lot of those friends, um, but we used to like kick in and smoke and drink together all the time. And so we would hit each other up and be like, hey, do you wanna hang out? I'll pack a bowl. Um. So we would like just type that out. You know, I say like gnome saying. When gnome I text saying. coffee and I say gnome saying, it's G N O M E saying. You know, saying. like that's yeah. how I type it out. And that's how my brother, my brother's always said that like my whole life. And then one day him and my sister like figured out how it would be spelled, you know, and that was it. Like gnome saying. Gnome so we've saying. done that ever since then. And so we, yeah, we would say alpaca bowl. So when I made an Instagram was at that time and I was like alpaca underscore Donovan. 
That's awesome. So Colin sent Jake and I a text last night asking us what our favorite animal was. And I'm assuming it's for this game. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, maybe Donovan's favorite animal is an alpaca. <laughs> that's, why. <laughs> that's the Instagram connection. No, now I, I understand. Just like to smoke weed. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like alpaca. That's a very generic animal, but whatever. I have some, uh, some alpaca fucking moccasins, though. Oh. It's hard as shit. And those were the only size 14s in the store they made that year because it, it's, it's right. meant to be yeah. yeah yeah my wife got them for me i think like the second year that we were together and i still have them and of course you do we're working on year six they're quality fucking slippers way better than know. uggs those last like couple years fuck those shot. things and uggs. tom brady i mean Ooh, yeah wow so, powerful words that's how i feel brady. about I that because <laughs> tom, tom brady wears uggs it's like yeah i wear uggs <laughs> just one pair one pair of boots okay i feel like girls get a pass yeah they get, they get a pass but men should not be allowed to wear uggs no not your tom yeah, brady i'm making that stand right now <laughs> not even ironically not okay <laughs> no, especially mom, not my mom says that you're great Thanks, Mom. That's really sweet. I like you, too. I met you during fantasy football draft. Yeah, she's going to play again this year. Yes. That's terrifying. I'm going to play this year, too. Yes, you are. I'm so excited to kick your ass. It's going to be uh, painful. Yeah. So excited. It's going to be sick and nasty. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be so much fun. So excited. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, just with that, I think maybe we should just jump into the stuff. We'll get going and we'll knock out the stuff and then we'll just kind of, it'll just be fun to kick it afterwards. What do, you wanna, stuff. what do you want to talk about first? I think you should lead us into the Peter Strzok situation. <laughs> All right, hold up. Because I still, you know, it's 10 hours. I haven't had a chance to watch too much of it. And it's really, I've just seen a lot of like the, the greatest hits, you know, clips, if you will. And so I just know some of the, some of the, I don't know. Better moments, the worst moments. Yeah. But that's it. All right. So, so school me, if you will. Yeah. So we'll first we'll give some background on Peter Strzok just so people understand. So we've talked about him before. Also, a woman named Lisa Page. They were FBI agents that were on the Mueller investigation. They were overseeing the Mueller, the Mueller investigation for the FBI. They got kicked off because they shared some text messages that were super duper inappropriate, um, where they showed obvious disdain towards President Trump uh, when he was still a candidate and they obviously favored uh, Hillary Clinton and wanted her to win and uh, which is troublesome because they were doing both of those investigations at the time. Um, however, there was an Inspector General report, report that was done that found that any bias that he has in himself did not affect any of the work that he did on the Clinton investigation. They're still looking into the Trump investigation, I believe, right? It was yeah. she was 500 pages. So, yeah. um that guy, Michael E. Horowitz, the inspector general, he also has testified two days. I haven't listened to that yet, but I will listen to that this week, and we'll talk about it next week because um, I listened to the Peter Strzok thing this week. So Peter Strzok, after he got moved from the Mueller investigation to the head of HR for the FBI, because that's what he does now, um, human resources, yeah, which is very interesting. Um, he went and testified in front of, as you said, the House Oversight and Judiciary yeah. Committees, and talked about uh, his emails and his conduct and his text messages and and all that stuff and his possible bias. And um, that went on for 10 hours. And it was <laughs> some of the most inappropriate shit I have ever seen come out of Congress ever. Yeah, it was disgusting. Uh, just you know, in the clips that I saw. Really bad. 
And I'm kind of bummed. I pulled up this PDF of all the text messages because they, they've been recently unclassified yes. when that IG report came out. But they're all sideways, and I can't seem to Do to turn it on my PDF. Sideways for you? No, it'll be all right. It's not like an iPhone. It won't. Turn Hopefully, it. we won't really need to mention them. Okay. Too directly. Well, I got you. No, I don't think so. Yeah, that's not necessary. If you care what the fucking text messages say, then like watch the hearing or read his text messages or something. Yeah, it doesn't matter, right? So, I largely was confused for ten hours, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because. It was, so there's two different narratives being pushed, right? As there is any fucking time, you know, you're listening to something having to do with Congress. The Republicans are trying to push the narrative that they don't believe the Inspector General report, right? Mm-hmm. That it, it doesn't matter what the Inspector General says because you said these things where you said Donald Trump won't win. And, you know, oh, I went to this a Walmart in this town and I can fucking smell the Trump supporters and Hillary should win a thousand times over. And it doesn't matter what the inspector general said, because you said this shit and there's no way that you could put this aside and do work and not have this interfere with it. Right. Mm. Which I think is bullshit, because, like I said, it's just them saying that they don't believe the inspector general. And if that's the case, then why the fuck does he have a job? Why is he here if his report means nothing at the end of the day? Like. That's his, that's his job. And it's mm-hmm. 500 pages. Like, mm-hmm. he acknowledged in there that he couldn't find any evidence that indicated that his bias did interfere with that, right? Not that it didn't, mm-hmm. but he couldn't find any evidence that it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what the Republicans are trying to harp on. It's like, oh, well, you can't say that he said that he couldn't find anything because that's not what he said, you know, or what the fuck ever. Like, it's just, yeah. it's reading the sentence one way or another, which is bullshit, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Why do we have an IG if... If it you don't listen to him. If it doesn't matter. You know, you and know? it comes at a very interesting point in time, because even though this was last week, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's been a lot of, uh, like we'll get into later, a lot of higher-ups, including the president himself, kind of, you know, uh, second-guessing, if you will, or, you know, putting doubt in people's minds about the entire intelligence commi- uh, you know, community. And I can see that being... A very similar carryover. And that's that's another concern, right? Is is you're correct. That is a narrative being pushed specifically by President Trump and his administration is that you can't trust the intelligence communities. That there is a small subset of those people that work there that is a deep fucking state that wants me to be overthrown and wants me out of office and they want Hillary in office and they want Obama and they want communism and they want fucking socialism and this is what's going on and that's Bernie. not the fucking case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Peter Strzok also said in this testimony that even if I did carry this bias into my workplace, there are so many people above and below me. There's so much oversight in the FBI that I, as one person, or even me and Lisa Page as two people, could not single or double-handedly bring down this investigation based on our bias. Which you would like, sure hope. You would fucking the hope FBI so. is big enough that, you know, yes. how is... You don't want... There to be a situation, especially in the FBI or any kind of, you know, judicially tied in agency like that, that has law enforcement capabilities. You don't want somebody to be able to, you know, kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, mutiny and like take over the investigation type of thing, you know, like yeah. start running it, you know, in a very specific Coup direction. D'etat. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And start misleading it that way. I mean, that would require everybody involved in the investigation to either be quiet about it 
or to be all complicit with it, which doesn't page. make any sense at all. No. Because this isn't like a group of like five dudes getting together in a room and like trying to figure this out. I mean, this is, we're talking probably hundreds of people, you know, mm-hmm. and an insane amount of man hours and, you know, the bureaucracy built into an agent like that is, uh, or an agency like that is just, I don't think unless, you know, the entirety of the FBI is corrupt and I highly doubt it. The everyday normal working person that just, it's their day job. They go in, they work in an office job. They just happens to be for the FBI. I don't think they're willing to put their entire careers on the line to say, screw this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to take him down. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, and Peter Strug also said that, um, so there's 75 people that asked him questions. So I could mm-hmm. not by any means tell you who was asking this question, you know, but he said that like, a majority of the FBI is is conservative. Like a majority of them are Republicans. You know, it's mm-hmm. like so. What yeah. fucking bias are you talking about? That's going to allow me to like take any of these investigations down. You know what I'm saying? Robert Mueller himself is a Republican. Like so, but he's obviously know, never you know. seen an episode of American Dad ever. Yeah. We all know. I mean, that's the CIA, but yeah. still, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same rule, right? Um, America in the so the Democratic side of of both of these committees, which is obviously the minority on both sides um, was pushing the narrative that I have an easier time buying into that the people that are on the Republican side that are in favor of Donald Trump are trying to continue to push that narrative that you can't trust the intelligence communities, which I think is super fucking dangerous, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's every time any democratic person brought it up, they're like, Oh, that's fucking, that's, that's bullshit. You know, that's, that's ridiculous. We're not talking about the intelligence communities. We're talking about this guy and the intelligence communities, you know? Yeah. And, and they weren't. No. Yeah. And there's all this super inappropriate shit. I mean, Trey Gowdy, who I don't hate Trey Gowdy. I don't love Trey Gowdy. Right. Member of the freedom caucus, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right? He, yeah. He dealt with like Benghazi and shit like that. And, mm-hmm. um, so he's not. Running for re-election either. He's nope, out. nope, yeah. So he's got a big mouth on him right exactly. now. Exactly. So he is the head of the oversight committee, and he sat there, and they're supposed to do five minutes apiece, right? And yeah. when they first started, both the heads of the committee said, like, well, we all agreed before this that, like, we're going to be a little more liberal with the time for the heads of the committees, right? Pretty sure Trey Gowdy went for almost 20 fucking minutes asking this yeah. kind of questions, berating him about, you know, I don't believe you, and, and you let all these things slip through your fingers, and they kept trying to press him about... Anthony Weiner, right? Yeah. That yeah. there are the emails on Anthony Weiner's laptop, and they're like, "How could you wait so many fucking days before you looked at this?" Right? And he corrected them every single time. And Peter Strzok corrected them every single time and said, "Well, I didn't see it myself, but I was overseeing the whole investigation, so I delegated that within hours and had other people looking at it. I myself did not put hands on it, but I didn't oh. need to because other people were like." Mm-hmm. What the fuck does it matter whether or not I looked at it myself mm-hmm. if someone in the investigation is looking at it? If someone in there is collecting the evidence, what the fuck does it matter if I looked at Why it? Does it mean? You know? Yeah. It was so and the impression I got <laughs> from that, because that was kind of that's a pretty general vibe coming out of mostly the Republican corner like that, is that they were all kind of attacking him personally and how could you you know, looking at his personal effect on this and his yes. touch when just like you said, like if they had any concept of what the invas- the investigation like structure looked like, yeah, I'm sure they would know that he obviously wasn't like a first line soldier looking through all the documents and pulling everything together. He just gets reports passed up to him through his you know his little minions that the go chain out there. Of command. Yeah, the chain yeah. of command. Yeah, the chain of command. And that's kind of why I have a problem with these hearings is that 
the people that show up to the hearings are the people that get the information secondhand. Mm -hmm. These aren't the people that are like in the dirt, digging with it, dealing with it every single day. So they don't know kind of the logistics and the nitty gritty about everything. And so then we get these hearings where it's like, okay, sure, you have valid points, but how valid are they really? Because you're not like, dealing with this every day so how how am i even supposed to trust what you're saying because i want to be talking to the people that are around this 24 7 investigating it where you're just like i'm just top of the totem pole like i'm just relaying information to you yeah how effective is that really yeah i mean that's honestly that's a whole nother conversation because we could talk yeah for hours just about how screwed up the concept of these the current concept of how these committees are run and Mm -hmm. how they do these hearings and i mean it's a it's a very political strategy game it's very long term and there's a lot of ties to like the party's interest on both sides and the main narratives which pisses me off because that's not what it's supposed to be at all yeah drives me up a wall but once you kind of learn the rules of the game, you yeah. can see through the subtext and you can see what they're really trying to do. And then the ones that don't fall into that kind of party line questioning on, you know, on both sides, there, there's always a few of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to listen to their questions. Yeah. And it's usually the questions that can get answered back because mm-hmm. most of the time, and I think that's pretty obvious with uh, the Peter Strzok hearing, there was a lot of people that didn't quite understand that because he was a part of the investigation like he oh, can't fuck. speak on the yeah, investigation it's un- it's ongoing it's mm-hmm. a, it's something that Me. we all should know you can't comment on ongoing investigations they but, at one point um threatened to hold him in contempt of court yeah. for not answering questions about an ongoing investigation right and then they tried to say that well mr strook Fucking good lad, right? That's who uh-huh. was going on about this, who's the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. He said, you're here under subpoena to answer these questions. And Peter Strzok mm-hmm. said, no, nah, I don't think that I'm here under subpoena. Like, I came here willingly. Mm-hmm. I, I offered no. to come here. Mm-hmm. And Chairman Goodlatte said, no, 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 you're here under subpoena. And Peter Strzok said, well, that's the case. Like, I didn't know about it. Like, yeah. I, I didn't know that until right now. So I'm not sure why that's relevant. You mm-hmm. know, like, either way, I came here and I... I'm under oath, like, so if I'm lying, then I'm perjuring myself, you know? Yeah. I know. But I don't understand why it matters whether or not I'm subpoenaed if I still am currently employed with the FBI and I'm still involved in uh, ongoing investigations. I cannot talk about that. Like, that, that is... That's against the interest of national security. And yeah. what the fuck is the whole point of being here? It's about national security, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's what they keep talking about is national security in the elections. And, you know, you're fucking around with everything and you have favor for one candidate over the other. So why are you trying to compromise that? You know? Yeah. And I mean, at one point they're telling him that he can't even turn around and ask the, so to his left, he has FBI lawyers. He's got like four FBI lawyers and to the right, he's got his personal lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, okay, well, if you really want me to answer this, right, if you're if I'm really going to be held in contempt of court, can I turn around and ask the FBI lawyer, like, if I can answer this? And they said, no, but you can ask your lawyer and he can ask the FBI lawyer and then he can tell your lawyer and your lawyer can tell you. Mm. Are you fucking kidding me? For what? Why? Why? For it to take longer and for it yeah. to maybe get misconstrued somewhere in that? Like, for what fucking reason? 
So eventually the FBI lawyer is just writing him notes because he's not allowed to talk to him. So he's just writing shit and just setting it on the table in front of him. Like when he's getting into an argument with a representative about whether or not he can answer a question, mm-hmm. the FBI lawyer is like, Jesus Christ. And just yeah, here like, you can say this, you know, and puts it on the table. And he's all right. Well, the FBI just informed me that I can I'm allowed to say this about this question, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> it was, I'm telling you for 10 hours. It was a circus. And it was probably six of the 10 that was like that. You know, that just was like, how do you find a solution? No. When things operate like that. That's such a train wreck, man. That's, and I mean, some of these hearings can get pretty, uh, you know, off the rails. Yeah. But this was a whole nother level and just, it was disgusting to, to witness. Yeah. I mean, there was zero parliamentary. Did I say that right this time? Yep. Parliamentary procedure. There you go, baby. On that there you four go. Four times in a row last week. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was just Extra a shit special, show, man. <laughs> you know, as far as I'm concerned, every one of those um, yeah. House members, because there was all, they were all House committees. Every single one of those representatives needs to be recalled and held accountable for what they did, because that is a disgrace. I'm not going to say everyone because it was no, not no, everyone, but, but you know what I mean. Probably. I feel like probably 70% or so. Yeah, I, I would say probably 40 of the 75, 76 members there were too biased to, to be in office. It's yeah. absurd, you know. To speak on your point of parliamentary procedure, right? Indeed. When Chairman Goodlatte is trying to press Peter Strzok about answering these questions about the ongoing investigations, right? He's implying that there is some rule of the House that allows him to impress this upon him that you have to answer these questions right so the ranking member of the of the judiciary committee calls for what's called a point of order i believe right and we talked about that a little bit last week which is one of those parliamentary procedures where you request to hear what rule someone is citing to impress something right and chairman goodlatte says it doesn't matter like you do you don't have any rule you don't have any room for a point of order and I don't remember who Nadler. That's who it is. Nadler, right? That's the ranking member. He says, "Yeah, like my point of order should be heard. Like if I yeah. have something to say about this, like you have to address this." And Goodlatte says, "Well, your point of order isn't well taken." And he's like, "I don't give a fuck. Answer it. Like it doesn't matter. You know, if, yeah. if you can't cite a rule that says that he has to answer these questions, then he doesn't fucking have to." Move on. Like, it's done, you know? And he, he can't because there's no rule that exists in the House that says we override the FBI on things that you can and can't talk about because that yeah. does not fucking exist. You no. know what I'm saying? So it was crazy. It was absolutely <laughs> absurd to, I mean, to really solve nothing, you know? Because when that's going on, when there's four or five House members arguing at the same time, Strunk is just sitting there smiling. She's yeah. like, this shit has nothing to do with me. Nuh-uh. I am here just to be a tool for this to work itself out because this has nothing to do with me. Like, no. like it's I a said, scapegoat the, type of thing. Because mm-hmm. the IG investigation has already come out. Like, it doesn't matter what any of those people think because the investigation has been done. It did not affect the Hillary investigation at all. Mm-hmm. So you can't, whether or not you agree with it, doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. You know, the unless you, unless those representatives want to. Get rid of Horowitz and put a new IG in there and redo the investigation. Then shut the fuck up. There, it's already done. Like there's nothing else to be talked about. And this ten hours was a waste of taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I am generally in favor of getting information like that. Yeah. But I know enough about the situation to know that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like oh, this is already dealt with. You know. So that's what I'm saying. For ten hours, I'm confused as to why this is even fucking happening. Yeah. You know, it's. It was just a. 
I mean, it was a power, it was an attempted power play on the side of the Republican majority. Absolutely. Because they wanted to put as much doubt as they could possibly put out into the ether for this because in the Mueller investigation. Yeah. Just jump in. Yes, ma'am. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't want to like interrupt you and cut you off. But what is, I don't, I guess my question to you guys is what is the point of that? Or I don't, and I don't think you can probably even answer that, but like, why, why is it a power play? What are they trying to prove? They're trying to, my, in my view, those, and I, I, I hate saying like the Republicans because it's not. It's certain That's the actors within, yeah. but since they are the majority power, yeah. it just falls mm-hmm. to their side. But I think a lot of them are trying to continue to to put shade on the Russian Trump, you know, the investigation. The, because there's, yeah. you know, again, there's the two problems that we always talk the the problem we always talk about. There's the two separate, you know, investigations, if you will. There's the Russian interference and investigation, and then there's the possible collusion with the Trump campaign. Yes. With Russia. And those get so fucking grayed together that I don't think half these representatives can keep them straight because I know Trump can't keep them straight. We're going to talk about that when we talk fucking about the, Christ, dude. the summit I, later. Oh, God. And it, it's so and bad. I, yeah. And especially when you look at somebody like the major players behind this thing, you know, um, Louis Gomer or Gomet. Whatever, Gomert. Yeah, from think, the first yeah. district of Texas. This motherfucker. That dude. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Trey Gowdy, Bob Goodlalling. You. It's. I mean, it's right in front of you when yeah. you watch them. Like, this is a just an attempt to to throw more fucking shade on this investigation, which I think doesn't do them any good because they don't realizing that the power play they're trying to make is going to backfire, which I think this did. Because there's nothing, there's no there there. Yeah. This is just, this is a guy who said some stupid shit via text message with his girlfriend or, you know, his his mistress, you know, that got uncovered during the Mueller investigation. You know, when Bob Mueller found out this stuff happened, he threw it to the, to the IG like he should have and kept doing his thing. And then there was the IG investigation into this. And this, all it did was just say, hey, we, we can't tell that it went, you know, either way, but we don't think that it really had an effect on the investigation. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's a power play in my, in my view. I mean, this is, there's, this is just an opinion, Mm -hmm. but in my opinion, this was an attempted power play by a certain amount of house Republicans that are kind of like the, the always Trumpian guys that are, they're just trying to defend, you know, their guy. And, you know, they thought it would look good, but, like most attempts to back Trump up, it backfired. Um, but I don't see, you know, and then like I said, with Louis Gomez, when he got into it and he started asking about, uh, you know, how could you look your wife in the eye? And yeah, it was he said crossing some lines, man. something to the effect of, I wonder how many times you sat there with that same smirk on your face and lied to your wife. Yeah. And your family about what you did, right? Gosh. Referring to mm. an affair that he had with Lisa Page, uh, which is, I mean, not only wildly fucking inappropriate, mm. but completely irrelevant to anything. Yeah. I mean, I could, you could argue that it has something to do with his ethics, but that also, at the same time, his ethics have really nothing to do with what the fuck is going on. No. You know? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And I mean, the IG went in and did damage control and yeah. made sure that the investigation wasn't compromised. And when you look at, you know, his kind of upper management position yeah. in the investigation, it makes sense because the person at the top usually doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know all the details. He just knows, what, like I said earlier, what he gets fed up to him. And so I don't necessarily think that, like, he's the guy that they should be attacking. No. You know, there's no, there's no reason. Yeah, he's a piece of crap, obviously, yes. who cheated on his wife and, you know, all this crap with another agent. Whatever. I don't care. You know, was he doing his job? You know, he drops the ball, obviously, on his job because he he let that investigation go. I mean, it shouldn't have happened that way. Yeah. Because there was, it was, what, 30 days? It was about a month or so, right? Between when they found out about uh, Huma Abedin's laptop. Anthony Weiner's laptop, laptop, which had some of the emails from his wife, Huma Abedin, on them, the email, Hillary Clinton email investigation. Yeah. but they determined that didn't have any effect. It was just, you should have jumped on it when you got it, order of precedence. Right. You know, that should have been resolved first. But, you know, but other than that, I don't see any real wrongdoing that would have swayed the election somehow, anything mm-hmm. like that. If anything, them waiting and putting it off long enough and then, you know, Comey being still in office or not in office, but in his position at the same time, yeah. w- having to wait that extra time to announce that. You know, they're going to reopen the investigation and all that might have, in my opinion, cost her the election to begin with. Right. Whereas if he would have just done his job and handled it when he was supposed to, it would have happened early enough. Mm -hmm. Maybe that wouldn't have off put a lot of people. She might have. I don't know. I think she was. Yeah, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. But I don't think she would have won regardless. But Mm -hmm. that's that is one, uh, I think, opinion that a lot of people hold is, which I think is kind of funny because it's. It's people in my eyes that kind of screwed up and who were, you know, deep down rooting for for Hill Dog that kind of might have fucked it up enough for her to lose. Yeah. But hey, you know, whatever. It, you never know. It's all what ifs. And I would, uh, I would probably agree with that to the effect that it is a power play to the point that they're, like you said, the sect of the Republicans that are in favor of Trump all the time, the always Trumpers like we talk about. Yeah. Are trying to push the narrative that there is bias within the Mueller investigation, you know, and and that it shouldn't exist as it is, and that the FBI, like I said, has that deep state in it, you know, that is is actively working to like overthrow what's going on, and I think that that Peter Strzok actually said it himself, right? That Mm -hmm. that that's what this is, and whether or not they think that's what it is, it it takes away the confidence of the public in the investigative community and that is deeply poisonous Mm -hmm. to to their i mean effectiveness you know in the world if if the american public doesn't believe that the investigative community has our best interest at heart you know and that it's not just i don't know that it's not just a a small amount of them that that want to collect all your metadata data and like watch you all the time and like take all your fucking guns and do all this shit you know like then what do you even have? Right. You know, what do you have for yourself? Um, and I'm, I think one of the last things that I have to say about, it, I think I just have like two things. Um, he was pressed on why he was let go from the Mueller investigation. Right. Yeah. And again, it was one of these times where they were splitting hairs because they said that he was released right after his text messages came out. Yeah. Right. And so the Republicans, are again trying to push this narrative that he was let go because 
Robert Mueller saw that he was biased and couldn't trust him to be on the investigation, right? Mm -hmm. Peter Strzok says, well, he never said that, but I was under the impression that I was let go because he was concerned about the optics that that people would think that, you know? Mm -hmm. But Robert Mueller and the other people on the investigation have known me long enough that they know that it wouldn't affect my work. He's concerned that, like you guys are saying now, that the public will think that it did, you know? Which is, nobody knows... Especially because no conversation happened. No one knows what the fuck went through Robert Mueller's mind. Mm -hmm. So either of them, they're just drawing conclusions that neither of them can prove. So Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter, you know, like these, these speculative fucking comments about what maybe Robert Mueller had going through his mind doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't matter. Because to me, I think that is, that was his most neutral position to take. I think it is the exact, Mm -hmm. It was his only play to make. To, yeah. to pull this guy out of play, to pull him out of position, you can't say that he was biased. Because now you're splitting hairs there, too. How do you know he was biased? How do you know you're not biased? Right. You know, everybody has unconscious bias, right? I mean, you're going to light a fire under that just still by doing the right thing, by pulling him in out. But to take the neutral stance of, hey, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what everyone else thinks. Exactly. Because everybody's watching this now. For one reason, or another. there's been very little leaks. Yeah. But still, we all know. are, everyone's got their eyes on this thing. Yeah. And so he just goes, no, we need to pull you out of play because you're a liability to the investigation. Just in case. Bye-bye. You know, and it totally makes sense. And I think it's hilarious that he got thrown to PR. Yeah. But HR. <laughs> HR. Yeah, that's what I mean. And HR. Sorry. One of the reasons that, one of the arguments that all of the Democrats had and that Peter Strzok had that he wasn't biased, right? Is that there was the investigation going on in, against Donald Trump that I think started in like April, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll fact check that on, you know, Tuesday or what the fuck ever. But I believe that it started in April before the election, April of 2016. And I believe he, so. And that so, sounds right. And so this whole time, Peter Strzok has the opportunity to to announce this, to leak it to the media, right? That Donald Trump is under an investigation for his possible collusion with Russia mm-hmm. before he's even elected president. Mm-hmm. So that could feasibly, right, theoretically, hypothetically, have had a, a major fucking impact on the Trump campaign. Yeah. A major fucking impact on the Trump campaign. Yeah. And he did not say anything about it, mm-hmm. you know? And if he was so incredibly biased, as it, as it obviously shows in his text messages, right? Mm-hmm. But if that bias really affected his work, why wouldn't he do that? Mm-hmm. You know, why would he not do that? If, if what you're saying is true that he was saying, I will stop it. The FBI will step in and stop Donald Trump. Instead of, you know, when he got asked about that, he said, no, I meant that I had faith that the American people would not allow that to happen, right? Mm-hmm. That fucking seems feasible to me. I thought the same thing. Yeah. There's no way. This is America. You yeah. know, there's no way. I don't love Hillary Clinton, but there's no fucking way that Donald Trump will get into office. Here we yeah. are. You know, well, here we are two years later. look awful fucking stupid, <laughs> don't I? So... You know, mm. I can understand why he would think that. You know, mm. I don't oh, have absolutely. I don't have any reason that is actual factual information to believe that the bias that is clearly displayed in his personal activity affected his work in any way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So until that, I don't give a fuck what any of those people have to say. I don't yeah. care what their opinions are because that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Your opinion does not matter. I'm looking right. at the facts. You know what right. I'm saying? You can you can try and double speak read all of the you know 
what's uh what's that called in 1984? What's the what's the, they have a new new speak? That's new what it's speak. called in the show. They write, um, you know, if you <laughs> like if you want to read it in in new speak, you know, and try yeah. and pull some other type of of definition out of it, then mm-hmm. go ahead. But I'm gonna read it as it is and yeah. and take the guy at his word because he's sitting here under oath. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm gonna just automatically assume that he's lying in his own interest, then, again, what is the fucking point of any of this, you know? It's it's the same concept to me as innocent until proven guilty. Yes. No matter how guilty this motherfucker is of whatever. You know, we see this a lot with uh, the Me Too movement and stuff like this. Um, I don't care how heinous and how, you know, 100% like ironclad his allegations are against whoever or somebody's allegations are against whoever mm-hmm. i'm still going to do my best to withhold ultimate judgment until a trial is done and every, you know due mm-hmm. process is followed because everybody as a united states citizen deserves that that's we're americans and we need to remember that and it's it's hard to be able to like bite your tongue and hold your nose sometimes against the you know certain stinky piles of shit high-fiving yeah Word. Well, Sean McCoy, baby. Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, we talked. That was last week, right? Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, you got updates? Yeah. yeah. Just a small one. Sweet. Some bullshit. Later in sports. Sports. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got to. And it's, it applies in all sorts of these, you know, political, you know, goings on. Is you have to remember that, you know, you have to look at the facts and then you can look at the situation, the stories that are being told, the narratives that are being pushed. But you still. You know, you need to be able to withhold your judgment ultimately until all of these investigations are done. You have to be able to, you know, when the Bob Mueller probe wraps up, we have to be able to take that at its face value as this is the truth of the matter. This is not something we can sit here and fight over like, well, maybe he's just lying. This was all bias bullshit. You can't do that. Otherwise, we don't have a system anymore. We don't have a government that can function anymore because we've pulled all... And I don't want to say belief. That sounds way too religious. But, you know, we've pulled all their, you know, their actual power, the power that the people give them to do our, you know, whatever. We pull all that away if we second guess everything that they, they do. Mm-hmm. And if you, know, you, who the fuck are we? I, I'm not an FBI agent. Right. Who the hell am I? I think faith and belief are still appropriate words for that. Yeah. Right. It doesn't yeah. have to be religious. I mean, you have to have faith in the government and you know that they have your best yeah. interest at heart. I mean, I think that that's. Well, that's and I kind of wonder is. if we're already Trust, past maybe. that. Or we're getting there. Because I, I don't know, like as, I don't know. I have a lot of conversations, bless her heart, with my mom. And as unpolitical as she is, she's become really active in these past two years just because of what's going on. And it's hard because I see a lot of that faith just totally shot. And it's, it's amazing, like a political activator in a lot of people is disdain. Yeah. Yes. As opposed mm-hmm. to like liking something yes yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. like uh during the fourth july parade uh we had a bunch of i didn't realize there was a bunch of politicians and stuff that walked through it my boy you guys Derek kilmer was walking down and i was so excited that he decided to come hang out at the kingston parade fuck you not the keyport parade (laughs) 
I know. You missed out, dude. Keyboard like, is rad. It's all the people that live in Keyboard. I mean, yeah. it is rad, it's but cool. sure. we yeah. were in the parade, so. Yeah. I was. <laughs> true. Uh, Baby Cat was in the parade. Jordan's sister and her new baby and her husband were in the parade. That's beautiful. That's cool. It was supposed to be all about the girls in the back of my truck, but I got to blare ACDC and drive my new truck. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting in the front seat like, I cannot believe this is my life right now. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to town. Here girl. I am. Like, there's a bunch of princesses. Like, okay, here we go. <laughs> God, that was so much fun. Anyways. Yeah. But yeah, that's... It's hard because just like so many of these other, you know, news events and these political goings on these days, there's a there's a whole underlining problem with all the offense that's taken, all the all the issues that pop up and a lot of the narratives that have sprouted up coming mostly from, you know, the mainstream type of media, the CNNs and, you know, Washington Post and the New York Times are getting better, I feel, than they used they were like a year ago. Yes. I mean, do you think so? I definitely agree that... Their opinion pages are still all over the place, but... I don't ever read the opinion pieces. It's I rough. never read an opinion piece because I don't give a shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't care what... Again, I don't care what your opinion is on, on the, the thing. That's that's what we're trying to do here. Like, yeah. I mean, you're going to hear it because that's how... you know, yeah. through That's the lens we see it through, but I really would just like to know what the fuck is happening so that I can decide my own opinion for it. Yeah. You know? And then people can come listen to us here and bridge that that giant gap yeah between you at your job every day working and slaving away and taking care of your family and doing what you do and then having to do what 45 plus hours of research all week to try to stay on top of just a few stories a week yeah you know we you guys do that work so i sure as hell i'm not going to word we're here that's right baby i appreciate that hey that's what we're yeah. we're here to try to do try to help Bridge that gap. Yeah. So we can turn it into two and a half hours or three hours instead of 45. And I think that the last thing in closing for me on this issue, um, really it just comes down to if there's no proof, if there's no evidence, it's a conspiracy theory. That's it. That's all it is. It it doesn't matter. You know, if there's no proof, it's a conspiracy. And why would you allow your elect officials to spread conspiracy in their district? Why? For what? That's that is fake news. I mean, that's fucking that's false information. You know what I'm saying? Fake news. I mean, anything that doesn't have proof to it, and that's what so much of this was. You know, it's contradictory to investigations that have already done. You know, and I mean, if you truly think that the majority of the investigative community just wants to take down the administration, really hates Donald Trump and everything that's going on there, then that's I am feel very sorry for you. You know yeah. that, that is your outlook on the government. But is it I, just grabbing at straws? People just trying to find every that's, little yeah. stupid anything. Yeah, anything at all. Yeah, you know. And then you know you got both sides trying to do the same thing, trying to look at, <laughs> trying to make each other look like shit. And then we yeah. all get caught up in the crossfire, and people start running on. You know, I have a uh, a couple people that are close to me that. Uh, Of course, I'm not going to mention where or how, but (laughs) they have over the course of like the last, you know, over the last year and a half, two years during the campaign and then afterwards that have, they have been sucked in by that black hole of just Mm -hmm. their whole life now revolves around every little story about this. Mm -hmm. And they just take it, they read it, they they read it as gospel, and then they take it with it and they run with it. Mm -hmm. And then it just gets fucking crazy sometimes. (laughs) And it is hard to try and have a conversation with with people that are like that. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because if let's just say CNN, for example, because it's a popular one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you only watch CNN because you believe that that is the truth, you're going to get the truth. Newsflash, you're not getting the fucking truth. No. You might get some. Some. But then without being able to take in other sources and say, if you watch CNN and Fox News, you can mash those two together and then you'll be able to find a couple kernels of truth throughout both of those. And you'll have a little bit better knowledge of what's actually happening. But the really sad state of affairs is in 2018. And in July of 2018, you have to do that from about 20 different sources to get a halfway decent picture of what's going on. Because mm-hmm. everybody has a narrative they're trying to push. And nobody knows the truthful narrative because it's all still under investigation and nobody really knows. The whole, you know, does uh, Putin have, you know, stuff over Trump? We'll never find that out, ever. And people are just going to let their imaginations run wild. And like you said, it's a conspiracy theory unless you have facts to back up your your theory. It's a problem. It's a problem. But we're going to watch. We're going to keep watching it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's our lives, man. We are plugged in. Yeah. Yeah. Your personal truth, bro. I agree. Yeah. Find your own. <laughs> <laughs> or just listen to Salt the of the Streets we'll and yeah, right. decide just, your own truth. Yeah, just come here, man. Yeah. Morgan's just keeping listen us on here. track. No, no, make send them here to the podcast. <laughs> Bring them right here. Bring it all back. Yeah. yeah. You guys are getting toasty? Or maybe it's just this giant hat I that think I'm it's wearing. Hat. It's probably that's okay. Hat, I'm gonna bro. I'm gonna sport the hat. This is a genuine Panama hat, which if you guys don't know this, Panama hats are not actually made in Panama, they're made in Ecuador. The country that my beautiful and amazingly smart and talented wife is from. Yes. And they hand make these all the time. So whenever a family member comes up to visit or one goes down to visit, we load up on the genuine Panama hats. Where's mine, bro? Yeah. I need a like holding Yo, up. man, not that many people are coming and going. It's a long trip. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I made that sound like it was frequent, but it was not. Yeah. Last time I went, what was that, 2011? Down there for a month. That was the only time I went last time. Yeah, it's the only, the last and only time I went. Last time was the first time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first and last time that I went. It's the greatest. First ever. Spent 30 days down there and it was just magical. Mm. I almost didn't come back. I Straight up. It was hard to leave. Build a hammock and stay. Yeah. Build a hammock. Do you even have to uh, build no. a hammock? How do you build a hammock? Weave it yourself. Weave it. Like yeah. Like a fucking Weave man. It. Okay. Yeah. I, that was the one thing I, I, I kind of. Kick myself still today. <laughs> Do you even weave a fishnet? I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, you weave totally weave a fishnet. To make it. Yeah, and then you like, double weave them together so that the holes are smaller. Yeah. You fucking so millennial. More <laughs> I mean, I don't fish. And then so you sleep. <laughs> yeah, people used to make all fishing nets from hand, man. Oh, Can you imagine that? With rope. The best hammock maker ever, I learned last yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. You got You want to tell the story about my hammock making hammock before we jump into something heavy yeah. again? Right now, yeah, so just get right up close because yeah. we got to hear every just word of that thing. Close. Yeah, that's oh, perfect. <laughs> that sounds really good, actually. <laughs> so last summer, uh, me and Colin take our first backpacking trip together, and we end up uh, going to slab camp on Gray Wolf. Gray Wolf. River? Gray Wolf. Yeah. yeah. And um, we get there and decide this. You know, this trip we're both going to post up in hammocks, our own sleeping hammocks this year, instead of doing any kind of tents. This we've never done that. Sleeping in hammocks. Yeah, we've never done that. Besides the occasional nap, is like official. Backpacking hammocks. Yeah. And so, uh, as we're setting up camp, of course, a lot of beer and weed starts flowing. and uh, As it does? Maybe the proper construction of the hammocks. 
wasn't followed, you know. <laughs> Maybe a little, just a little yeah. bit. And so we're in the middle of nowhere, and it's pitch black. There's no noise, and we're, okay, we're killing the end of the night. Colin's getting ready for bed, and so I walk off to go take a whiz. And all I have on is my headlamp, and that's the only light I can see. And I just kind of hear Colin rustling around behind me, and I hear the zipper go on his hammock, and a little rust as he gets in, and then just this, like, it's dead silent. And then this snap, boom! <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Goes, oh, no! <laughs> and, like, echoes in the distance. Uh, oh god! I laughed so hard I could barely stumble oh, back to fuck. camp to check on him because I was laughing so fucking Dude. hard. And there was this big pile of dust and calling <laughs> ropes over his head. Just <laughs> oh fuck! That's hilarious. Dude, it was the oh, best no. and worst night ever. Snap! Boom! Oh no! I remember that sound oh, fuck. until I died. Dude, yeah. how that line was like my go-to line. Yeah, I have no idea. I was just—I must have been in the right frame of mind, <laughs> you know. To been watching be way pissed. too much Family Guy, some yeah. grease. Oh wait, no, that's not greased up deaf guy. That's the oh, no. the other guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, that's Alan's dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, only half the Oreos gone. <laughs> that's all right. I'll take the rest home to the cats. He's a bee one time too. <laughs> may a bee, may a bee. <laughs> Don't want to sting it because they'll die. <laughs> So yeah, that could oh. be one of my best, my favorite uh, backpacking moments. That's really best. It was, my best friend. Very good. It like was that. magical. I liked that a lot. It was great. And then yeah. followed by literally the worst night yeah. that we both have ever had. It was yeah. just the worst, most uncomfortable. I figured out you can pee in a hammock without having to get out of the hammock because I was so cold and uncomfortable I didn't want to stand up. <laughs> That's got to be a skill to have. It was. It took some time to figure out, but I worked it out. Yeah. I didn't have to stand up and get out of my sleeping bag. <laughs> Oh, I think if I remember this right, because like you prefaced, there was a lot of weed and alcohol yeah. involved. Yeah. And uh, if I remember right, you were saying <laughs> you would completely come to the terms with the fact that this is going to happen. I don't know where my backpack is. I don't know where all this my stuff is outside of my hammock. But this is going to happen. I have no memory of where I put my shoes. Yeah. Hopefully I don't piss on my stuff. And like, so yeah. I have the headlamp on in the hammock all bunched up. And all I can see is my frozen breath and like my clothing. And I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm getting out of bed right now. It's just not happening. That's hilarious. So all it was was a zip down the sleeping bag and a zip down the rain fly of the hammock. And I just kind of rolled on my side and just whoop, went. Whoop. Just if I wake up with pissy shoes, you know, it is what it is. Getting out of bed. That's mint basil. Yeah, you ever had one of these? No. Take a a little sip of that. Drinking Seattle cider, basil mint, and it's. I don't know. I'm kind of a. I love cider. I don't know why, but I. I acquired yeah, a taste no, for it. I've had it. I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. pretty I'm, I'm one of their not standards. A fan. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't love that. <laughs> Super bummed, by the way. I finally discovered oh, last oh, summer. Oh, I really yeah, don't like that. Just don't oh my god! Now he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> last summer for Mer- Morgan's birthday. What what the girls are sitting in the other room staring at us making yeah. faces. I need water and to wash. Oh, my she hands. must be listening because they heard it. <laughs> gonna get some agua. Word. Yeah, I need um, to wash my hands. Yeah, there's a bottle on just over there, too. I'm going to wash my hands, too. All right. Well, anyways, last summer, we went to, for Morgan's birthday, actually, we went to a cider fest over in Seattle. You just winged your knee on the chair? Yeah. Ouch. Was that only last year? Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. It was your birthday yeah. last year. Yeah. Well, what are you Time flies that when you're having fun, really kids. That was a really fun birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. It was interesting. Oh man. Anyways, sorry. But I, I was just saying because we're talking about this basil mint cider. 
And mm-hmm. are you an uh, are you a fan of the basil mint? So I love Seattle cider, hometown all the way. However, but there is this cider company. I think they're in Portland, but they're in Oregon in general. Um, they're called One Tree. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they make a lemon basil cider that is to die for. Best cider I've ever had in my entire life. And I've kind of become, because I don't like beer, sorry. Um, but I've kind of become this like cider aficion- aficionado. Aficionado. Um, so I'm really yeah. picky about the cider I like. And One Tree is the best cider I've ever had in my entire life. They sell it at Total Wine. I so think I've had that one. Head out there. Yep. It's so it's so good. It's mm, I love it. So I'm um, now imagine this. It's your favorite cider ever. They must make it every single year as a seasonal, right? Or something like that. I think the lemon basil is year-round, actually, because everybody, they had such a good response to it that it's kind of a year-round thing. So now put yourself in my shoes here. Mm -hmm. That cider that you love so much, never available again. I couldn't. Okay, so this is where I'm at. Oh, yeah, the Chilean (laughs) Cellars Rosé. Also, I mean, it was last year, so you can't have it. But if you find a bottle, call me. (laughs) Because I will spend a lot of money on that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you, so good. you heard it here first the investor is ready yeah i'm so ready but while we were at your birthday at that cider fest i tried the seattle cidery three pepper cider yeah. which has yeah. got like ghost pepper and a bunch of other you know spicy mm-hmm. peppers to it mm-hmm. and it has an amazing i don't know amazing aftertaste i don't know it yeah, just worked for me and i never thought it would that spicy and sweet yeah. along with the cider it was Fucking phenomenal. That's their fall release, right? Is that- I think so, but it when I looked it, it up, I looked it up the other day, and uh, it said it was a limited release, and so I'm hoping it comes back. But if not, my dreams are shattered forever. Yeah. I'll find it for you. And I might have to learn how to get on the cider game. I I can because I need to make that spicy cider. I haven't found another spicy cider than that. No, but you know, I used to make a lot of beer. Yeah. Yeah. I just never screwed around with cider, but I should. You ever smell that? Well, my awesome friends, Jason and Jess, they do. Ooh. They, they brew. No, not. No, they're not. I really, I'm like, oh, I want them to get married Jason so bad and because Jess. I love them. We'll see. They're just very, yeah, like, please. I love them. Um, but, anyways, they are starting. They have been brewing their own beer and cider. They want to start their brewery eventually. Um, so, they could be the ones to help you brew some cider because they know. We're- well, More, I, mean, I, I mean, it's like such a science for them. It's their second language. And mm-hmm. they're, whenever I talk to Jess, I get so enthralled with all the words she's saying about like brewing beer and cider, but I have no idea what she's talking about half the time. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. But also, I'm only going to be able to taste it because I yeah. have no idea what you're talking about. That's all that matters what but it tastes like. Yeah. And it's yeah. good. They do good stuff. It's super impressive. Does it taste good? Does it get you fucked up? You know, what's... I mean, yeah. That's what this matters. This is kind of like spicy. Smelling. It's awesome. Yeah. Is that the uh, nice. indica? Uh, this is the sativa one. Oh, the that sativa one. one. Yeah, was, yeah. That first one's the indica. This is 90% sativa. 10%. Are you giving me this delicious-looking sticker? It's the card. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. they're stickers? They're both for you. Yeah, they're stickers, stickers Doug. Word. Did you tell me that originally? Maybe? I did. <laughs> so Morgan and I do not smoke weed, but I love the smell. I love the smell. It's a good it's deal. Beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I want candles that smell like weed. Burning in my house all the time. 
See? I don't like that much. It's an expensive candle. Can you imagine? Like, you have friends come over to visit or something like that. They're like, oh my god, what's smoking? What is that? No. Oh no, that's the candle. It's so good though. It costs more than a bag of weed. Yeah. It would be an expensive candle. You'd have to put weed in it. Yeah, it would be expensive. Man. The can of candle. Can you imagine? Just burn it like everyone. If anyone steals that idea from me, I'm going to be pissed at you. I'm sure there's weed scented candles. You know what? We can figure this out. We're going to take. No, I bet Sears doesn't make it, but like... Yeah, Sears won't make it. <laughs> Is Sears even in business anymore? Yeah, they're still around. They're Just hanging in there. Many of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like and they're, they're all, all really closing. shitty. Yeah. Okay. yeah, they're all really bad. <laughs> Poor Sears. There's still one in the Kitsap Mall. <laughs> There is. Yeah. That Kitsap Mall is a... Uh, Donate. <laughs> That's what we got, okay? Yeah. We don't all live in Seattle. For, excuse me, all right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm soon to be over here. Hold on. <laughs> then you'll know. Kitsap Mall will be, be your mall soon enough. I will always be an East Sider. They sell guns in our malls. They don't sell This is true. Okay, so. but this there is, is true. There's Dicks. no Nordstrom <laughs> in the Kitsap Mall, and no, I can't. There's not. There's Just no go Nordstrom. to Tacoma. But thank know. goodness yeah. not Nordstrom far. Rack delivers. I know what? because when my yeah. grandparents go out of town, yeah, it's yeah, you can order look. them online. Yeah, oh, just like oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, not delivered. You know what I mean? Come on, now. like a fucking pizza. Like someone's gonna be like, "Does this look good? Do you need a different size?" Like Uber Nordstrom. Yeah, <laughs> man. Graphic tea. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Why doesn't why doesn't someone get get behind that idea? Because it's a terrible it's idea. A Got it. <laughs> I don't think it's a terrible idea. I would. I mean. That'd be so dangerous for me, but... You know what else is a terrible idea? Ooh, that was a transition as fuck. It was. Do it. Your president shitting all over the intelligence committee with one of America's biggest adversaries, Vladimir Putin of Russia. He went there. I think it's like on the same day that the hearing happened, actually. Yeah. Yeah. If we would just stop. If we would just stop. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that uh, next. We're going to jump into another big topic. Took a nice little break there. So I need to pull up some notes. Get your notes out. My notes are kind of like bullshit this week because I've heard about this all week all long, week. every day. So I think... You're looking for a timestamp? To start. The, the live oh, yeah. I sh- oh, it is. Thank you for saying This is just stamp. a shitty laptop, so <laughs> the video doesn't show, but all the comments do. <laughs> I tried to turn mine on my phone, but it started talking, and I embarrassed myself. <laughs> <laughs> just shows you how, how plugged in every millennial is because yeah. we're not all plugged in man some of us early millennials are, are considered old people now are you i haven't even, even pulled out my phone and i'm Where like second yeah. to the youngest here although so. i will say i was on the cutting edge of cutting the cord if you will as soon as i moved out of the house Cut. i never had cable i never paid for cable my whole life no my mom's for that yeah i saw yeah. my parents satellite for a while <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah, you gotta do what you yeah, gotta it's all do. about streaming service. Gotta yeah. watch baseball somehow. Thank you. Know, yeah. yeah, I don't watch baseball. But I he doesn't. I do. He doesn't. Yeah. But my mom pays baseball's for the cable, hard to watch. So. <laughs> <laughs> Except when you go to games. Yeah, like, right. Safeco Field is so dope. Yeah. Yeah. So and so if good. you're there, it's easy. But if you're at home, it's hard to watch. Yeah. yeah. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. If you don't love baseball, it's hard to watch. Where's Casey when I need him? At a fucking baseball tournament. Yeah. Okay. Right. You know, I'll watch 10 hours of political shit as long as I can get to drink. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> you saying. You need to after 10 hours. Good yeah. Lord. <laughs> so I think a good place to start on this before we... Because ultimately, this is going to be a discussion about the Helsinki summit between the U.S. president and the Russian Federation president. And kind of the 
fallout ever since. You know, some of the some of the statements that have been made, and then you know, the stories that I am most interested in, but I'm not hearing, are the the stories that have geopolitical implications. <laughs> I do whatever I can to make that those words fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the what do you mean by that? the national fallout, like the international fallout. Um, geopolitical implications meaning that it could affect the way that we deal with the EU or any other type of country. Geopolitics yeah. and the politics of the globe. Yeah. You know, the yeah. way that every country interferes with yeah. like, oh, interacts like, with each okay. other. So US politics is like what we all think of this investigation. Geopolitics is out in the world, how other worlds view the country. And so it's mostly all revolving around an executive level. Mm-hmm. So it's not too difficult to get in. There's just so much there's so many countries involved in all this. But I think to start, we should just kind of reference again, last week, I think it was Wednesday and Thursday, the NATO conference um, that took place and a lot of the, you know, I don't want to say bad press, but the bad press the president got for some saying some of the stuff that he has about NATO and, mm-hmm. you know, all this, you know, we talked about it last week, so yeah, we're not we going to get it. too much into it, but because the implications of what came out of the president's mouth after the or during the press the presser or the you know the press uh what do you call that the press Press conference conference. after the meeting between trump and putin president trump and president putin um got pretty insane well so let's let's start here right let's do it so vladimir putin is an hour late to the meeting that they're gonna have shows power Uh, a one-on-one meeting that, that he's supposed to have with President Trump. Okay. Excuse me. I'm going to take my sweatshirt off real quick. Um, and then he, when they were in there, they were supposed to meet, I believe, for an hour, right? And mm-hmm. they're in there alone, just them and their interpreters for almost two hours, mm-hmm. right? Which is just, it's just weird, man. It's, it's just weird. And then they came out, and then they had the press conference, yeah. right? So that is, just to be clear, because it was strange from the beginning mm-hmm. what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turned into the press conference where reporters from Russia and from America, respectively, they went back and forth and got to ask two questions each, right? Mm-hmm. And the first reporter from Russia asked about um, gas, about energy, right? Mm-hmm. Because... Donald Trump said, President Trump said when he was at the NATO conference that Germany was a slave to Russia or was was captive to Russia because they got so much of their energy from Russia, right? Which mm-hmm. to some extent you could argue is a valid point because that's how they got like involved in the Ukrainian shit, right? Yeah. I mean, it's they not just untrue. shut down power to cities because they yeah. that's what they could do. Yeah. Um, they have a mono- they have a like a monopoly in energy over countries yeah which is i mean a standard operating procedure for the russian federation mm-hmm. right that is something that is not untrue when he says that and that not is totally untrue it's not totally untrue because it is very possible that bad things can come from that kind of situation but it also came with the spin that well and America can provide some of that energy if, you know, that's something that you also think is a problem, that yeah. we're here. Yeah. But that reporter also pointed out that 
we had to purchase energy from Russia for Boston and for some cities on the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? Which is not a monopoly. That's not where we're getting most of our energy. So it's not like, you know, a huge dig. But it's something, obviously, that the president didn't bring up, you know, and probably wouldn't if nobody was going to ask him about it. So um, so he pointed that out. And then the second question, the second reporter was from Reuters. And he mm-hmm. asked President Trump straight up. Like, That's the big one. Yeah, straight up, right? The guy has got he's got balls of steel. Oh, because yeah. To look in the face of somebody who could have you murdered at like really any time, you know, in Vladimir Putin and to ask him like, why should anybody believe that you didn't interfere in the election? Right. Mm -hmm. So the reporter asked president Trump, he looks at him and he says, do you blame like Russia at all for anything that happened in the election? I mean, cause you say that you don't believe the intelligence community, you know? So do like, do you blame them at all? President Trump says, why well, blame both countries, actually, right? I think that we both had a problem. And then he starts to talk about um, the election. And then he starts to talk about the, uh, what's it called? The, the fucking college, the electoral college. And how oh, yeah. it, you know, it's more in favor of Democrats. And how they should have won the election. And, you and know, the it, server. And, and yeah, and where's the server? And, you know, I've been talking about the server for this whole time. And, you know, we won 306 to what the fuck ever. And, you know, these are the numbers. And I... Shit that has nothing to do with anything that's going on, right? But the one thing that he did say is that he doesn't believe the unanimous decision from the intelligence communities that Russia in like interfered in the election, yeah. right? That they they meddled, they put their hands in shit, and whether or not they poisoned it, you know, is something else. But it, they had their hands in there, you know. It doesn't have- feel good to know you ate something that somebody had their hands in, you know. Even if I, I didn't spit in it, but I put my hands in. But I was there, you know. Yeah. Now, see, this, I have the, ex- I pulled up the transcript from it. Thank you. Because I want to run over his walk back that he did the next day. Because this took place on Monday, this nice last part. Monday. Yeah, because he said, he said, and I, I don't see any reason why, not to interrupt yeah, you, but yeah. just, yeah. just so that we understand what he is walking back, right? When he's asked about it, he's like, well, I don't see any reason why, why it would be Russia, you know? And I understand things that Dan Coates says, who's, you know, my director of national intelligence and, you know, whatever. I hear what he says, but Vladimir Putin was just so strong and powerful and adamant when he said that he didn't interfere in the election. Yeah. So I'm apt to believe him, you know? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? That I don't, you want to believe somebody who has, puppet leaders of governments in other countries and is actively trying to spread fucking oligarchy and totalitarianism and i don't i don't understand this you know what i'm saying they're actively interfering in the american democracy and you blame america mm-hmm. right well it's the democratic committee's fault that they don't have better securities because they didn't get into the republican committee even though vladimir is going to sit vladimir putin's going to sit here and tell you that he wanted trump to win mm-hmm. right because President Trump had been openly friendly towards Russia. So I don't get it, dog. I mean, if he's going to sit here and tell you that he has a preference towards you, why would he interfere with your... That shit's stupid. Like, that's not that's not logical, you know? In the same interaction, that's illogical. That And for him to, to come and walk back this one statement, the one thing that really who fucking cares i mean because 10 other times you said that you didn't trust the intelligence communities and you know i i trust vladimir putin and i this one thing doesn't matter like walking back one word it's doesn't not even change. one word it's like two letters and an apostrophe it doesn't <laughs> like it does not. not change 
like the the overall outcome of this press conference. Yeah. No, yeah. you know. So the question, and it's just the second question because he asked two questions, right? Because they yes. were allowed two questions. So the second question. Uh, my second question is, would you now, with the whole world watching, tell President Putin, Yes. would you denounce what happened in 2016, and would you warn him to never do it again? That was the question, right? Yeah. And then Trump starts off, he goes, so, so I, I kind of want to skip over the first part, but I'm just going to read it, just because it had the, the, Put the, the first whole question. Put the thing in there. Put the whole fucking thing in there. This I guy's not like getting the, away from shit. This yeah, is, right. This is craziness. Okay. So Trump replies, so... So let me just say that we we have two thoughts. We have groups that are wondering why the FBI never took the server. Haven't they taken? Or, yeah, I guess there's it's just hard to read why that. haven't they taken the server? <laughs> why was the FBI told to leave the office of the Democratic National Committee, the DNC? I've been wondering that. I've been asking that for months and months, and I've been tweeting it out and calling it out on social media. Where is the server? I want to know where is the server and what is the server saying? Okay, first of all, never mind. It's too easy. Yeah, it's it too easy. The guy's almost illiterate, man. When you yeah. look at when you look at a transcript of what he said, and you're like, no, it's that can't hard. be right. Yeah. Like, there's a fucking problem here, man. Like, you barely uh, that's barely intelligible to, to read. Yeah. The leader of the free world's words, right straight yeah. up written on a piece of paper <laughs> on the computer so you can read it, like. And that was in regards to the first question. But then he starts to address the, the big elephant in the room question. With that being said, all I can do is ask a question. My people came to me, Dan Coates, who is the director of national security, right? Yep. Yeah, DNS. Yep. DNS. Oh, I said national intelligence. It's national security. Okay. And, uh, yeah, which follow-up story on him later. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he came to me and some others, and they said they think it's Russia. I have President Putin. He just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be, but I really do want to see the server. And then, but what I the have, fuck, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, that's, that's not even one consistent line of thinking. Like, it's jumping no. around constantly to different topics. I don't, he's got, yeah, I mean, he's really got that. Actual diagnosed ADHD can't keep one thought in his mind at one time. Bing, 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 bing. Morgan's raising her hand. Okay, so here's <laughs> here's my thing. So I study behavior for a living. That is my career. Okay, mm-hmm. it's behavioral science. My career. What Easy on the table, shocks girlfriend. me and continues to shock me is like why. Why does the public, why does everyone in government continue to be surprised by Trump's actions? Yeah, I don't know. We have seen this, like, before he was elected, we've seen this behavior. It is consistent. He never changes his behavior. He is the same person through and through. Yeah. So why are we shocked that this is the way he's acting? Why are we shocked that these are the words that are coming out of his mouth? And why... Are why is Congress? Why is the judicial branch? Why is anybody not acting on it? That's what I continue to be so confused by. Is why do we let him continue to skate by with this behavior? Yeah. And why do we just allow him to act this way? Why do we assume he's going to be this way, and then just pass it over? It's right. just this continued snowball effect, and it's like, come on, people. 
Catch up. I can't speak to the governmental side, right? But I think that at least on the side of the majority of the public, right, we like to hope that he's going to do better, you know? (laughs) So, like, I, Colin and I have, I mean, talked, like, as soon as President Trump got into office, you know, that neither of us like this guy, but because he's the president now, we're going to do our best to just look at it unbiasedly and just take it for what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. But at this point, like, at least for me personally, there's been so much lying and so much deception that even though I am getting a little bit more money on my paychecks every week, and uh, when I file my taxes, if my baby's born in December, you know, I'm going to get like a nice little bump on it, you know, and I, I see those things, but I would rather be back where I was and at least trust that my president is clean and has my best intent at heart, you know, than to be making more money and think that my president's a fucking crook like Nixon. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but like... <clears throat> I'm not a crook. So and that's you know, I think that that's why I think that's why people do that. They're just trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't think uh-huh. anymore it's warranted. You know, I agree with right. you. I no, don't think yeah. it's warranted anymore because yeah. it's been over a year and it's been nothing but like I said, constant fucking lies, you know. So I don't think it's warranted anymore, but I think also the people that liked him when he got in, they're gonna they're gonna fight even harder for him, you know, yeah. be, for sure. Because they are making more money. I and for sure. it's got three kids, then yeah. they're making even more money when they file their taxes. So yeah. So it's, guess, it's hard to convince those people that this is all lies, you know, when they think that, when they believe the fake news media, you know, they don't believe in the fake news media and they believe in Trey Gowdy and they believe in all of these Republicans, good yeah. lad, and, and all these people that are pushing this narrative that the FBI is out to get Donald Trump and the investigative community is out to get Donald Trump. You know, the only person you can trust is Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Really hard to convince them that that guy's lying yeah. when they think that that's everybody fair. else is lying. That's super fair. You know, and that's, that sucks. It's, it it, that sucks really bad that those people aren't able to take an objective enough look at reality Mm -hmm. to see that that's what's going on, you know, because I don't think that it's that difficult. I don't think that it's that hard to just kind of connect those dots. That's, that's a spade. And I think that's what's hard for me is like, I don't know. I've voted like every chance I have to vote. As you should. And it's, it's so hard because I like put my faith in these people to represent me. Yeah. And I feel like our government, it's not about representing the people anymore. It's about proving your point and Letting like being stubborn and like just being assholes. And it's not about, we're not a country anymore. It's just this hierarchy of government officials that are, they just, they've kind of thrown everything by the wayside and they're like, oh, I believe in this. And I'm going to make everybody else believe in this because I'm in the government and I'm a congressman. And it's like, no, you've totally lost sight of everything. And mm-hmm. it's really unfortunate because as much as I'm like passionate about voting and want everybody to vote and these midterm elections are huge, it's kind of disheartening because it's like, where do you, as much as I want to vote and put my faith in these people, I don't know that I can trust these people anymore. Yeah. Do you feel that there was ever any kind of like golden age in American politics where politicians weren't selfish fucking crooks? Like 17, 17, yeah. <laughs> 76. Yeah, see, when well, was, I was like, that was a good period, probably. Yeah. You know? As with so many things, it's simply because of the sharing of information and yeah. everything being so much more transparent to the internet. And, and, and now it's like, it looks way grosser than it used to, but it's always been fucking gross. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's a fair point. I think that sure. is, 
I don't think that can really be understated. I think yeah. it's the fact that we're now all we're privy to witnessing the sausage being made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever seen it like this from before. start to finish. And whether yeah. it's always been like this or not, this it doesn't matter. Yeah. It it's what it is now. And if it's as disgusting, and if if it's always been as disgusting as this, there's no better time to change how we put you know their, our next foot forward than right now. the fuck now. Yeah, yeah. You know that's why me and Don are very heavily involved with our local uh, federal representation, mm-hmm. Derek Kilmer, who's up for re-election in the midterms. And uh, yeah, we go we go watch him at town halls when we can, and you know Don asks great questions every time we go, which is wonderful. And uh, he's like, you, yeah. peace mode. Um, that's one for the live stream. Gotta represent. <laughs> I mean, but, but yeah, I mean, that's what you need to do. You need to be able to trust that your representation, as little impact as it might have, mm-hmm. represents you as much as possible. It represents your district. Our what, 16th district? I don't remember. 16th, what district. 16th district. Yeah. Um, no, we're the. But I can't remember what district we are now. I think we're the sixth district. Sixth. You know, I know who the guy is. I don't remember who we are. I know. Misinformation. Well, I thought it was the eighth for a long time. <laughs> I was wrong. That math numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Don't Google that shit real quick. Yeah. Fact check. Um, and I forgot the point I was making. No, but I oh, like yeah. your point. You need to. Hey, can I have a beer? Put the trust yes. in Thank you. your local representation as best as you can. You need to That's make sure that the people district, that are baby. the sixth district. Boom. Got this. What did I say originally? 16? 16. Yeah, I'm sure. Something is 16. You might be 16. I might be 16. (laughs) I don't know. Something is 16 is like. Look at this good looking guy. So you're a future representative. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be part of the District 6 here in a hot minute. Yeah. It's nice over here. It is nice. I'm I'm enthusiastic. And he's very involved, which is wonderful. You know, I mean, he showed up at my local 4th July parade, damn it. And I love that. Yeah, he at, super cool. he said to us when we went to the uh, yeah, town hall. He thanked us for coming because he said, cool. said young people don't come here. Yeah. So young people want to complain on social media and tweet at me when they find out that I'm the representative, so but they don't want to come here and ask me a question. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So thank you guys for coming out here and actually giving a shit about what's going on because it, yeah. it was maybe the auditorium was maybe a quarter full. Yeah, and it was. 65%, 70% old retired people, a couple of crazy people that went off on some wild shit, yep. and then some younger people that brought their kids with them so that they could, like, because they came there from work, you know, mm-hmm. theoretically. There, and yeah. yeah and, and just so they could figure out what's going on and ask yeah. questions. There was a woman who thanked me for asking a question, because my question was about education, right? That was like mm-hmm. right when Jordan and I were talking about having a kid, and so I asked, I, I went to school here, so I know how shitty the education system is. I know that bitch-ass Betsy DeVos wants to cut education by 14% across the board. So I asked him, I said, what are you going to do or try and do to make sure that the K-12 through education doesn't go to it shit? Happen, yeah. Because I already know that it could be better, you know, as it is right now. And I don't want it to get any worse. Um, so, and there was a woman, like I said, who brought her kid and said, thank you mm-hmm. for asking that because... My child is obviously in elementary school, you know, and I don't yeah. want to see this get any worse than it is right now. Yeah. It's, it's just scary, dog. Well, and I honestly, like, to find a silver lining to the moment that we're living in in history right now is that so many people are pissed off mm-hmm. at who the president is or who our representatives are. And a lot of young people are 
learning how to be an activist. And if there's any silver lining to any of that is that this millennial or Gen X generation is like learning how to find their voice. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, it is depending on how they express that. Yeah, absolutely. But, but that's kind of like a, you know, it's that double edged sword. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's like like, the side note of it. It's good that they're getting talking. Yeah. At least they're getting activated, Mm -hmm. if you will. And they're getting involved and they're paying attention as you know, misguided as some of their views might be or their misunderstandings about, you know, the democratic republic that we live in, not just a democracy. At least they're listening. It's least they're, yeah, at least they're at some level involved. And I think that can be said for who, like, however old you are. It yeah. doesn't really matter what generation you're a part of. Like, it's just very important to be educated and be a part of it and feel like you have a say and at this moment in time, I feel like the younger generations are starting to learn that it is important to vote and it is important to be active in your community. Yeah. And I think, so. you know, as much as government is crazy right now, at least people are starting to participate. I was but like, I you got a, yeah. Well, I see so much more of an importance for the younger generation to like, just want to have these platforms to talk and they're all talk. Everybody wants to talk and blab and be the center and be in the spotlight, but the actual following through and voting, yeah, I think yeah. is plummeting. Yeah. I don't see the youth out there actually taking action, but everybody wants to fucking have their opinion mm-hmm. and then do absolutely zero shits about it. Yeah. Since everybody thinks that their opinion needs to be heard, that's the problem with yeah. fucking Twitter and all the shit is because X amount of people are following you and are going to favor right. your shit. You think that everything you have to say is important. You know yeah. what I'm Swing on and a miss, I buddy. Bet you, I bet you 80% of the people who have some sort of political commentary on some tweet or some Facebook post have never voted. No. I oh, I'm sure. I can totally I'm see sure. that. Yeah. A they fair no percentage. They're just talking all this shit about presidents and congressmen and stuff, mm-hmm. and then they've and not never doing shit. seen a, you know, a, a voting booth in their yeah. life. So. And I think that's probably not even registered to yeah. vote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's, like I said, that's, <laughs> which I, uh, it is a step. <laughs> it's a step in the right direction, I say, exactly. but. I, 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 yeah. I love your faith I, in that stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> so people not following through is just my point. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think is- to go, just to kind of build off of that, another problem about all this, this increased interest, at least on the federal level, it really does pull away from the fact that like we should not be talking about the fucking president of the United States very often. He should have very little involvement in our lives every day. And it's a totally different situation now because you got this guy who just talks a lot. But (laughs) he's got millions of followers on Twitter. Well, it's one of the reasons that I feel like when I always say this repeatedly since he's been involved uh, uh, in office. In office. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he, does the, he does the same thing yeah. all the time. I call it a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. And in a reality TV show, most people these days that watch those is because they're looking for the person that they dislike to like. You're looking for someone to hate. You know? Yeah. And that's why people watch it because they love That's why I watched Jersey Shore when I did. They love to talk shit and pick people apart. So yeah. like, Jersey Shore. Fuck the Snooks, bro. And that's, you know. <laughs> Me too. And this is the biggest, best reality TV show ever made. Yeah. And everyone's involved every day. Because it's new on. shit coming out all 24 hours a day. It's on all the time. The 24-hour yeah. news cycle, it's constantly on. Yeah. And they're so obsessed with President Trump that it's so easy for him right. to be the center of your life. You know what I'm and saying? Much, and everybody hates it, but they love it. Yeah. I just figured it out. Loves it. You know how there's, 
you know, the the always Trumpers are always trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and say yeah. he's playing, you know, that underwater the upside 4D down four D chess. chess. Yeah, underwater um, upside down four D chess. Yeah, you just got to try to keep adding a new thing as complicated as possible yeah. because nobody comprehends it except for the president. Exactly. But I figured it out. It is really happening. That's what he's doing. It's a master plan, but it has nothing to do with government or politics. It's all entertainment. He just created the newest reality TV show, and he's starring in it, and that's what this fucking shit is, and we're all just dangling in the wind. It's the office for real. Yeah. We need... That's what it's called. (laughs) The real office. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I asked for an office and Parks and Rec smash up, and this is what I got? (laughs) I mean, I guess I got to run for it or run with it. That's exactly what this is. I feel like commercial time is paying... Dude. Oh my or god, they dude. During the oh, Super yeah. Bowl, like, fuck. It's gotta Trump be. Stuff, man. Yeah. And somebody, I, I I can't remember what it was. It was a few months ago, but somebody, like, maybe it was, uh, oh, it was during the uh, the White House press dinner or whatever that uh, with, uh, what's her name? <laughs> Michelle Wolf. Yeah. Yes. Wolf like, you guys. Correspondence this, dinner. Yeah, the correspondence <laughs> dinner. Thank you. Uh, it's like, you guys are sitting back and making. Buttloads of cash off of this, and you're not saying shit because yep. you guys are doing great. And if you think that is not the case, and why they're running all these headlines, and if you're if you think that it's just a political affiliation and you know a bias thing, which it is, we know that. But if you think that's the, the real motivating factor, no, nah, it's the money, man. Yeah, there is so money much money behind it because people are fucking glued into this shit 24-7. Like you said, it's the next, it's the reality show, man. You yeah. know what you're teasing me about that, right? And this is, uh, like, you like, so big, much. You, you like big ideas, right? Yeah. At this point, there's so much money that's flowing through it. This shit's all numbers, dog. Yeah. It's all, all of this is made up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, I mean, maybe that's too fucking, you know, objective to look at it, but, when I step back enough times, all of this, it's fucking made up. Like, it's not even actual, like, paper or money, right? I'd like to have, I'd like to ask you a question, right? Mm-hmm. Because we've talked about it a little bit before, and, like, Ben Shapiro talks about it all the time, right? We're talking ones and Everybody zeros. Everybody talk about this. No, we're not talking ones and zeros, right? I want to talk about fucking minerals, right? Okay. Like, uh, precious metals. Okay? Yeah, like gold. Okay, yeah. so. Rose oh gold. Okay, so. If. If the government falls, right? Yes. Money doesn't mean anything anymore. Nope. Why do I give a shit about gold? What the fuck is that going to do for me? Because what, what does anybody use gold for anything anymore? Because to fucking go to space? Yeah. You know, well, to make rings and shit? I don't... If the, if nothing exists, if the infrastructure of the world doesn't exist, why do I give a shit about a fucking ring yeah. or a fucking spaceship or a yeah. rock that's gold? I don't... What does I, that mean to me? I would point. say that if the infrastructure of the world collapses, that's another story. But let's just say if it's one country. Just the United States. Just the United States. Because then you can trade with other countries. Because gold, that's why gold that still has the intrinsic Your bullets value. bullets matter more to me if the country yeah. falls. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Then you you're see, gold. The problem here is, Don, I literally just finished listening to the new Peter Schiff episode of Joe Rogan, who was an insane economical genius and he talks about gold for so long (laughs) and uh, but gold is something that has what's called an intrinsic value it's not just this pretty shiny you know mineral or metal you know it it's used in electronics all across the world it's used in jewelry it's i mean it's used in everything it's using in your tvs i mean it's everywhere it's always going to have some kind of intrinsic value 
because it's and, so useful. Yeah, and even if, let's say, there's a massive worldwide EMP and there's no more electronics anymore, right? Society as we know it is over, but it's done. whatever, yeah. we're going Mad Max style. Gold is still going to be worth a shit ton of money. Gold has always been worth money because it's, it has so much intrinsic value within it. It's not just electronics. It's not just metallurgy and, you know, and, you know, jewelry and stuff like that. It has a ton of different uses mm-hmm. and it's scarce. Yeah. So it's always going to have an intrinsic value. So if, by default, if the entire world's economy collapses and everyone's gone, there's still going to be people who own gold, like yeah. physical gold within them. Most of it is owned like by a Brinks fucking vault somewhere or something like that. But you have gold. Gold is never going to be worth nothing. It's always going to be a currency. Well, for every generation that's alive today and for generations past, it's always been like a monetary system. Yeah. Right. And so in our minds, even after all that shit collapses, there's always going to be something that's worth... Something. Something. And gold has always been gold for yep. thousands of years. And so even on like a subconscious level, I don't know, like it's fucking worthless at the end of the world. And that's, mm-hmm. what I'm, but, that's what I'm thinking. But still, you know, you know there'll be, there needs to be like a traded... Something. Precious yeah. item... Yeah, some, some kind of commodity. Yeah. And I guess I just Whether think Whether it's like that, vegetable seeds, which is actually serves a purpose. Right, yeah. and that's what I think it would be. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. If if the if the government falls, right. What's going to matter to me is yeah, fucking food and seeds mm-hmm. and like guns and ammunition and like gasoline to to fucking make right, my car right. go hey, places. We're like set for life. You know. Boom. So <laughs> that's why yeah, I'm like I don't what else you just gave it away. What the fuck does gold mean to me? Like but no, I, I get know. it. I just think that uh, yeah. I think the ultimate problem you could you can trace it back to the 1970s when the the U.S. government took the U.S. dollar off, off the gold, the gold standard, standard. Yeah. because if you consistently kept the gold standard and you consistently had a place in the country where that gold was physically kept, aka Fort Knox, then the gold means something. Then the gold will always mean something. The government so could the collapse, dollars. and as long as you have that tie between. This entity, like the U.S. government, all their troops hold out and all this shit. All the gold is still worth everything. People are automatically going to devolve to, let's go get the gold. Let's go where the gold is at because now, now we're going to be rich. This is our chance to be the new, we're going to the, be the new uh, aristocracy because we have all the gold. But uh, that's right. I don't think, I forgot the point we were trying to talk. Why is gold so important? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just. What purpose would, yeah. yeah. Monetary Why should I give a shit about gold? But I think that's long term. Honestly, because I don't think we'll ever be at a point where society will completely collapse. Yeah. Unless there's a fucking, you know, crazy ass, something astronomical that comes in. But she's like, I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever seen the episode of The Office where Jim Twa- yeah. tells Dwight that, fuck you. <laughs> Jim, Twa- I have no idea. Jim tells Dwight that something isn't real and Dwight goes, money isn't real since so we got off the gold standard. <laughs> and yeah. Just completely moves on and does whatever else he's going to do. I'm going to run out real quick. Yeah. We're back. Well, to kind of like bring it back to the whole like Trump and reality TV and yada, yada, yada. I can't tell you how many times I have come home to Jake, my wonderful fiance, and just like bitched about whatever political thing is happening right now. And he just he always brings it back like, hey, do you even realize like this probably isn't real? Or even if it is real, (laughs) like, let's just take a minute, you know, like this is. This is going to be like a blink in your eye yeah. 20 years down the road. Well, it's frustrating as a, a, you know, 
we're being represented by these people, and it's frustrating to see this kind of stuff go down and feel like this is how you are viewed in the world as an underling of these fucking Because it definitely is. Yeah, mm-hmm. but in reality, it's such a blip of existence, and it's all impermanent, and, you know, you got to stay grounded. That's absolutely necessary. And that's where I was going with that point. It's yeah. like I super appreciate the fact that you have that. You're such a strong independent, and it's you're so, like, you do such a good job of kind of remembering the fact that like this is just this is just a moment and like as much as we want to be pissed about it like you've got to look at it from a very um realistic standpoint Mm -hmm. and i think that's where a lot of the millennials and the gen x everybody honestly kind of comes from this subjective standpoint and this they're not as objective they aren't as realistic and it's i think it's important to kind of bring it back to that whole yeah, maybe he meant to say wouldn't instead of would, but realistically, what does that statement mean? And what Nothing. what is he doing to our country? Like, is he doing anything? I don't know. But, like, it's important to come from that realistic standpoint of just, like, take a minute, take a breath, digest it, and then attack it from a different angle. But, like, don't. I think everything is just so reactive right now. Politics, government, everything is just, we got to react. We got to react. Yeah. Instead of taking that objective, take a step back standpoint. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and Jake does such a good job of that. Well, I, well, you just, brought it up earlier. You should just tell him that you're just living in the now. Yeah. So yeah. Living yeah. in the now. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, quit. <laughs> but like you said earlier, Jake, the fact that everybody's so plugged in now, mm-hmm. the fact that we have the ability to be plugged in, we're, it used to be the only way to hear about this stuff would you listen on the radio you know you might have your your news that would you know on tv and stuff like that but up until i don't know when did that 24-hour news cycle really kick in yeah i can try this i have to oh, try it oh i can try it. it i think ron burgundy started the 24-hour news <laughs> <That's>, hey, yeah <laughs> i think in, i think in in the 80s 24-hour news cycle but ever since then, you know, it used to be you got it from newspapers, you got it from radio, and what you got 1988. From- Boom! Yeah, it was 80s. Was back when they quit playing the uh, American, or the national anthem at the end of the broadcast day, and it was just the yeah. crazy, uh, uh, oh shit, what's that scary movie called? Uh, the Quiet par- No, not Paranormal, paranormal. Activity. No, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Pol- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> TBS, which also aired Night Network at weekends, started its own late night, late strand on Monday, twenty Monday, the twenty fifth of January, nineteen eighty eight, <laughs> gradually extending its broadcast hours until a full twenty four hour service began on the twentieth of June, nineteen eighty eight. Okay, strand was the first to be simulcast on another ITV station. So you think about that, right? The eighties—that's the Reagan era. Yeah. And so, and what we've been plugged in more or less since the Reagan era, which I think when you look back at all the the public political controversies and stuff, I mean, they really start, of course, there's the 60s and 70s, which is a whole nother deal. But, you know, when people start to get access to the you know, more inside information and stuff like that back in the 80s, and then with the advent of the internet and social media and now, you know, Twitter is basically a news feed. Instagram is yeah. a little better. But, you know, all these things are you're inundated with information. Mostly people 
trying to sell you ad shit. But well, yeah, I mean that stuff was still happening. We just didn't know about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean now like we're the just teapot dome so scandal and more, shit like that. I mean that all yeah. that stuff happened. We just it was way harder to find out about. Yeah. You know, I think now it's just harder for people to get away with shit, and yeah. that's why it seems like it's so prevalent. You know? Well, that and we're all so plugged into it. I mean, it's addictive as hell, right? Because obviously. we're so plugged yeah. into it. Yeah. yeah, and just due to technical technological advance we have more and more people interested in what's going on and then more and more people are going to have fucking opinions and how many people spend the proper amount of time it takes to really get informed before they spout off an opinion not even most of the people who like host those fucking news shows no people that are doing this the small segment of the popular population that are doing (laughs) something like a political podcast they're not even doing all their work because, I mean, it takes a long time to do it, yeah, <laughs> to it do it halfway decent. Um, but I think that that speaks to another reason why this is so prevalent. And I was going to, I wanted to make a point earlier and I totally forgot about it. it. But um, with everybody having an opinion and having a say, more you just have to get up and stretch out a little bit. It happens. Um, do you. We're, we're, become, we're slowly becoming professionals now that I've taken, what, like two pee breaks. Good Lord. That's why you don't pregame before the show. But Dude, you have two pieces per beer for me, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> two pieces per beer. <laughs> Baby bladder. <laughs> but with everybody plugged in, like I was saying, we have this this mis what's the word I'm looking for? Misconception that the United States of America is a democracy. And in a democracy, you know, a pure democracy, no thanks. There's only one direction, and that's up. You have to speak your voice, and somebody will hear it, and then have to act on it, right? Mm, yeah. But in, which is why I think there's so much interest at the federal level, because that's the top. You know, it's commonly seen as the top level. Realistically, legislatively, it's not. But there's so many people that think that you have to examine the president and look at what he's doing, and hold. You know, he should be the leader, and lead by example and all this and which he should yeah. but the presidential yeah I mean he should be presidential but the the simple fact is at least is, have some fucking class you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah speaking a full sentence but I mean as far as the Dog. citizenry goes right sorry <laughs> it is it is your responsibility responsibility as a United States of American citizen to speak directly to your representative not to Washington, D.C. Yes. And if we don't comprehend that we can, I mean, now because, like I said, because of the internet, because of Twitter, you know, the president gets on and tweets out directly to every American that wants to follow him. Anybody that wants to know what's going on up here, at least as much as he wants to put out, can plug in and listen to it. And it, it really detracts from the fact that we should not necessarily be paying attention that much attention to what the fuck he's doing. We should be paying attention to our representative. We should be making sure our representative puts, you know, brings the fire to the feet of the other representatives to try to improve things from the ground up. Not not just, you know, the lowest point, which is the citizen, to the very top spot, the executive. That's completely... It just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? And you're only... The only way you can rationalize that if you think you're in a pure democracy where your opinion matters at the federal level. Well, guess what? Your opinion in the state of Washington doesn't fucking matter to somebody that's living down in Nevada. You know, there's... 
with the limited responsibility and the limited powers that the executive branch is supposed to have, we shouldn't ever have to worry about what the fuck they're saying, except for just generally, like I said, being presidential, um, making America look good on the world stage, making sure that, you know, you're out there doing diplomacy. Uh, diplomacy with the other nations and making sure that there's not going to be another fucking world war and we have a bunch of treaty programs set up you know nato the north atlantic tra- uh, treaty organization boom there you go baby nailed it and Killing uh, it today I mean, these things are all out there and we should just let them work that's mm-hmm. fine we, we need to pay attention to all that but our opinion shouldn't fucking matter that much as a nation we should be able to speak our opinions to our representative the representative should speak our opinions legislatively to the executive and the judicial. Period. Do you think on the worldwide scale, yes, the internet is a positive or a negative thing? Oh, I'm going to say. That's where I was going. Like, I, I personally... <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know, man. As, as wonderful as it is, and I wish it could be this great equalizer for humankind, I don't think humanity is ready for the internet. Ready? Definitely fucking not. But... We don't really get to pick whether we're ready or not. Well, yeah, right? it is what it is so, there. So. Think about it this way. This is the way I think about it. In Portugal, I want to say, when they legalize or decriminalize all drugs, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yes. mm-hmm. You saw a couple of years there was a massive spike in crime. People went crazy, mm-hmm. right? It happens. Mm-hmm. Look at it today, clear. not the case. There's kind of these self-designated zones that have come up or like these injection zones and all people, places around the, the country that people just go to do drugs and it's kind of their hangout spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, crime has plummeted. You've completely negated most of the, you know, the hardcore black market because there's the more force that goes up, you know, as a penalty for say drugs yeah. like that, more the more dangerous the underground is. Mm-hmm. Whereas if there's no, if there's no, no negatives, the underground, yeah. the market, the free market would just work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not taxed and all that stuff, which is whatever. I mean, hardcore libertarian goes, yeah, whatever, don't fucking tax it. But the crime went down. The, you know, you rip the bandaid off and it's going to hurt for a little while. But then after that, it gets much better because you're not babying it anymore. And so, when it comes to something like the internet, right now we're in, I mean, we're, we're in the infancy. We literally just got born. We're like two days old right now. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, I think it will be a massive net benefit for the species. But uh, that's like the timeline on that is so grand still that I don't think we can really com- even comprehend it right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen exponentially fast, faster and faster and faster, of course. But I think as a, Long term, I think it'll be a net benefit. Right now, we're in the part, you know, we're not, we don't even have the injury yet to rip the band aid off of. I mean, it's, we're still, yeah, everybody's shooting up right now. And we, yeah. Well, it's used, it's used incorrectly. It is. It, it is. is complete, I mean, because we don't know how to use I am, it. I'm guilty of using it incorrectly, but it's an opportunity for everyone in any situation throughout the entire world from some, little hut in Africa where they somehow managed to get a little computer running on the internet to like the wealthiest countries in the world. Yeah. We can all learn and benefit from the exact same information and grow and build together. But instead of <clears throat> it to fucking take selfies and sing in the shower so, and, yeah. off and just be it's, fucking retarded. Oh, so, so. Oh, so I think that 
All right, so this is where I'm at. All right. All right. I think that it is definitely like, not definitely. It is a, a benefit in the long run used differently than how we use it now, right? Because yeah. I don't think that, like you said, the way it's being used is not correctly. Mm-hmm. I don't think that a child the age of eight should have the internet in its hand and know how to be using it, right? I, I don't think that that's right. Slow I don't cloud. think that you should have to have a computer to be able to get through school. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's mm-hmm. right. No, you know, I think that shit should be done on paper. I think, I don't think that, I don't think it should be necessary to have a computer to get through school is what I'm saying. I don't think mm-hmm. you should have to have one, right? Speaking as from somebody who I, I did not grow up in poverty by any means, right? Mm-hmm. But I definitely grew up in a, a single parent home where, you know, my mom worked several jobs and like, you know, we struggled for some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think you should have to have a piece of, of equipment like that to get an education. I don't think that's right. You know, I think you should be able to get an education through books and through fucking paper and pen, just like fucking Edward Einstein did when he, you know, came up with some shit that people are still trying to break. Like, it's not necessary. And I don't like the emphasis that's placed on it, Mm -hmm. right? I think it is certainly beneficial in the way that connects people around the globe. Mm -hmm. But I also don't think that you as a person or I as a person am made to care about everybody on the planet. You know, there is, I cannot remember what it is called, right? But and I'll fucking fact check. I've done this before. But fact there's check. like there's like a certain amount of people that you are able to remember and care about effectively in your life before mm-hmm. it starts to take away from other relationships. And it's like just over a hundred people. Yeah. You know, that is the only amount of people that your brain is physically or is is capable of of actually giving a shit about effectively your at one time. Radius. Yeah. That's yeah. all you can do, right? You're not made to care about billions of people at one time. It's, sure. You're not made to comprehend it, right? In that way, I think the internet is a bad thing. You know, not that you shouldn't be aware of it, but that is that should not be my main focus, yeah. right? And for some people, it should be, or else that shit doesn't get solved. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't know that. I don't know that it's right for for that to be the main focus of mm-hmm. everybody. You know, who has a fucking phone in their hand. I think you know, point. Like I said, I wonder, not that they shouldn't know yeah. about it because you should be aware that there are you know humanitarian crises and shit like that. But again, you're—I don't think that you're made to care about everybody at one time, right? Because we're not right. prepared to handle that yet as a society, as a species. We're not capable of handling that properly yet. Yet, and I think right. we have. Think of like a caveman with you know some omnipotent god dropping down. A fucking machete. Yeah. You know, we, this thing comes down. It's incredibly useful. It'll help us. It'll Dunbar's advance number. us. I'm sorry. Dun- Dunbar's, Dunbar's number. That's, that's right. What it's I remember Dunbar's that. number. And Joe Rogan talks a lot about don't that. Don't remember exactly so, what the number which, is. It comes up a lot. Dunbar's number is the number of people that you can, like, that oh, radius that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, okay. that's what it's called Dunbar. is Dunbar's number. I just, mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what the number is. Okay. I'll fucking yeah. find out. You keep going, Afi. But like I say, imagine us as a species being handed a tool that will advance us to, you know, you're, we're skipping five grades. You know, We're not going to grade, you know, we're in preschool and we're supposed to go to kindergarten. But, you know, we get this tool that should advance us to the graduating high school. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way 
we we the inter- that's the way I would look at the internet. I think. What is, this, will you repeat that real quick? Think of the internet as a a tool that will advance us generations ahead of where we, on the normal timeline, would think we should be. You know, looking at the rate of change and progress over the years societally. Mm-hmm. You know, we get this thing called the internet, which belongs in like year five thousand, but we got it in the late 90s early 70s whenever it really started you know realistically the way we're using it now is totally different than the internet was originally but we got this tool handed to us but we have no fucking idea how to use it yeah that's the way i would think i would look at the internet just to i can uh, to pull back and be as objective as possible i think when you look at the capabilities of the internet the fact that most people in america Somebody say hi. My brother is on the live stream. Jay Bizzle? Yep. Oh, what's up, Jay Bizzle? Hi. I love you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but when you think about the fact that how many people in America have one of these? This is iPhone. A smartphone. More people than don't. More people than don't. Yeah, well, fuck iPhones. And, uh, yeah, I know. Straight up. Either, so. But you have smartphone. You have a smartphone. <laughs> You're able to pull basically unfathomable amounts of human knowledge out of thin fucking air mm-hmm. at a no, moment's notice. And no one does it. And nobody does it. And even the people that try to do it don't use it the right way. But, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to say that we should have any kind of regulations around this thing or anything like this. But Except we're Googling average penis size for American males. Yeah, we should not look that up. Don't look at it. It's shameful. <laughs> and what I, mean, what I mean when they say they don't do it, what I mean yeah, is... How many people do you know that will sit there and be like, oh, I wonder what this, I wonder what Dunbar's number is. And then not Boom. fucking look it up. Right. Oh, and just no, be like, well, oh, I don't care. Yeah. That's like, not me. I've got, a, I've got a phone in my hand that's got, I can Google it in two fucking seconds and learn something, but I don't give a shit. You yeah, know, okay. more, more people than don't. I mean, I don't, I know maybe a handful of people that actually will look it up to learn whatever the fucking question is. And most people just, well, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to be on Twitter and look up what the fuck ever anyways, yeah. you know, usually. Concerted to be roughly 150. So you were fucking spot on, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Dunbar's number, 150. Boom. So saith the dictionary.com. Yeah, the amount of people that you can maintain a stable relationship with. Yeah. And it just starts to not take away from. That just seems like a really big number to me. Well, like, I'm in. all about those low <clears throat> maintenance friendships where mm-hmm. you like, you're friends no matter how many times you talk. You know, you're just cool all the well, time. But 150 is a lot. That's but a lot. so, but okay. think about right and yeah. stable. Just meaning that, like you, I mean, you may not talk to them all the time, but the next time you talk to them, it doesn't matter that it hasn't been that. I probably long, have like you know? 150 people that I would that you know throughout like a couple of years apart, maybe, but they're there. Mm-hmm. In life. You don't think that every business s- relationship, every every yeah, and I mean, you got to remember those people's names. Yeah, you know. I have to remember contractors' names, and I'm sure you do, and you just don't. Bosses know it. Other employees, other anyone who might come into your life at some point, you have to keep track on. Yeah, (laughs) childhood dog might count. I don't know. Dogs count, but I'm at like three thousand. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I would say that would probably take up one because it it depends on how you look at it. Yeah, you know, if it's just some animal that lives outside that is like, oh hey, what's up? Yeah, that still might even count as somebody. Okay, you know, but really, really factor in like how many people that is in your life that you actually connect with that you probably don't even think about. You probably have one hundred and fifty contacts in your phone. 
Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Does it tell you when you pull it up how many? I don't know. Probably Maybe. not. I don't know. It's I an Apple, so probably not. Apple, no, but, but it might <laughs> if you just are at the very top. But anyway, I think we got a little off track there. No, but but off track. This this, this is whole thing podcast. is on it's track. Birthday, we talk about whatever we want. Yeah, it's fucking right. But now, really, what I'm so, trying to say is, see, it, do, see, you probably and, and you probably, and one of those is my favorite teriyaki place. So and you probably know more people than you have in your phone. You know, for real. So yeah, think about that. Like every one of your favorite restaurants, like yeah, yeah. Like, like you I still know, remember that too. I know Dom, I mean, yeah. not in any kind of real personal sense. Right. I just don't remember my phone. I didn't no, know but I would say that <laughs> I would count that as a stable relationship. That That's fair. when yeah. I see him, there's yeah. no, you know, yeah, it's, it's like everything chill, is just yeah. as it was the last mm-hmm. time yeah, that right. I saw him. So which is interesting because you can think about no, maybe that's kind of a weird tangent to go on because I see like I feel maybe closer to you than you do to me because I see you and hear you all the time as right. where you do not with me. So yeah. you think about like okay. other celebrity. It's a Venn diagram. Oh, yeah. And other maybe okay, celebrity relationships you have in your life. People have no fucking idea who you are yet. You it's feel closest in connection yeah. to them and what Michael. their life is all about. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. perfect example. I watch Philip DeFranco Every single day, yeah, Monday through Friday. That probably and then, would count. And the vlogs, which where you you see the vlogs, I think they're moving that up to like five six times a week now. But you get to know everybody at the business and all this stuff, and yeah. you spend so many hours of your life watching these shows, just every other day, once a week, whatever. Mm-hmm. That you develop some form of a a passive relationship with somebody yeah. Yeah. on TV. Oh, no. Yeah. I should not be watching The Bachelorette. Which, no, by the way, that's, that's scary. That's the only Patreon I subscribe to is The Valley Folk. The Valley Folk. You know who that is? Yeah, that's the, the, the new guys, right? The original people from Phil Franco started their yeah. own kick. And that's those four of them, guys. right? I think. Yeah. yeah. The original four. Yeah. yeah, he gave them a shout out the other day talking about what they're doing. So it's pretty cool. I love yeah. those guys. But I mean, like that's a perfect example. There's a lot of these YouTube people that are very personable. They're very honest about who they are and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you you get to connect with somebody like that, mm-hmm. but they're not. They have no fucking clue who you are. Right. It's yeah. very strange. It's a very <clears throat> strange thing to think about that you can have yeah. a, a weird type of relationship with somebody that you have never and probably will never ever fucking meet in your whole life. Jordan P. Okay, uh, Jordan B. Peterson right. comes to mind. Kevin Smith. Yeah. Harry Potter. I would die for Kevin Smith. Harry Potter. Oh, I would die. Time. I would die for Harry Potter, and he's not even real. So. Well, pretty soon, if Kevin Smith, the legend, I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to jump off that scaffolding. He's going to get hurt. You better go save him. Yeah. You ever seen Mallrats? I don't know who that is. No, he don't, hasn't. Don't ask me that question. Don's going to get angry. I don't either. I don't even know. Fuck both I've, of you guys. I have Kevin seen Smith. enough I don't know who Kevin movies Smith is. to appreciate who Kevin Smith is, but I still want to be your babysitter. <laughs> only, only, only if you watch Tusk with my baby. Whoa. Sure, anytime. You like as long as we're like Tusk? snuggling, he ain't the gonna baby. know what the fuck's going on. He's I'll a baby. snuggle with the baby watching yeah. anything. So, all right, we got to talk about tattoos, Colin. We do so need we, to talk about we'll tattoos. Move, we'll move into pop culture. We'll talk about tattoos. We'll talk about some other pop culture shit because you and I got some fucking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Verbal dueling to do about a goddamn TV show. <gasps> oh, that's right. Team Donovan. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, so tattoos. Right? We got yeah. So last week we got tattoos um, because we talked to a guy at the Golden Rule. His name is Dennis, um, and he was rad. And we tagged him in the post so you guys can go and find him if you like his work. You should definitely, I mean, look at his page. And if you like it, obviously try and get in contact with him. Uh, the Golden Rule hooked us up. So definitely we want to give them a shout out. Huge uh, shout out to Golden yeah. Rule. Tried to blow him up a lot on our Instagram yep. when we good, were there. Good tattoos and it was nice and quick. And 
Um, so we want to shout them out and we want to talk about tattoos like as a general topic. Dennis asked us to, right? Um, and so yeah. in honor of Dennis, we will, we'll do that. Um, and kind of the, like the stigma that exists around tattoos, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. which I thought was really interesting because just yesterday I had like a, not with a random person, with my best friend, right? I was talking about getting other tattoos and, um, how because I had odd placement with the tattoos on my arms, I'm going to have trouble putting other shit there, you mm-hmm. know? And he mm-hmm. said, well, like you should have put these words like down lower and then it would be easier to do stuff. And I said, oh, well, I wanted to be able to like hide it in a long shirt you know like Mm -hmm. that's the problem he was like why like why like if you're gonna you know get all these tattoos like what's the point because i was also saying you know i said i'm just gonna donate this leg to random shit you know just (laughs) things that i come up with that i want to get i'm just gonna put on this leg like i don't care you know that's what Mm -hmm. i decided when i did this one so like first sponsor we get first paid sponsor that's not my mom you know that's like a real company that's giving Mm -hmm. us money i'll get your shit tattooed on my leg like i don't give a fuck you know but I'm not going to get like a dick tattooed on my leg or like right. anything because I got to be able to wear shorts at work yep. and like take my kid out and people not be like, what is up with the genitals that's next to mm-hmm. your ankle? You know, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so, so I think that that's really interesting, you know, that even in the, the millennial generation where we're really starting to not give a shit about tattoos, I considered like why well, I want to be able to wear a long shirt just in case I got to get a new job someday or mm-hmm. something like that like I want to be able to cover that up and I mean this is this is a tattoo that I got from my aunt the past you know so it's not like it's anything offensive it's not right. some crazy fucking song lyrics or some shit it's you know it's mm-hmm. not any type of insane imagery I mean it's, mm-hmm. it says make yeah. every breath count you know, like, I mean it. so I know I very interesting just to speak on that I I didn't mean to cut you off are you yeah. yes yeah you had that wrapped up right I didn't want to cut you off no, that's pretty much it. Okay. We're um, just leading into it. so I like it. Well, preach it, buddy. It kind of struck me the other day when we were there talking to Dennis that, yes. you know, he was telling a story about a, you know, the, the fact that where he lived, which I don't want to blow up the spot, but mm-hmm. where he lives, I mean, it was still illegal to get a tattoo or to tattoo someone yeah. in that state. And this well, was, Oklahoma is a big enough state. That yeah. Okay. We'll just say Oklahoma. Yeah, until you don't know his address. Two thousand and six, I think. Six, he said, yeah. Some oh, wow. some crazy thing I'll like fa- that. I will fact check that on Tuesday because yeah, I'm crazy. not that you know. I don't believe him, but I also right. don't know him well enough to be like yeah, this, this dude's telling the truth about everything. Yeah. Yeah. He also yeah. had some questionable opinions about the Seahawks, but <gasps> <laughs> um, that's a very Dennis. Uh, <laughs> Dennis, that's you're gonna so. tattoo a twelve on me. No, he was a fan. It just I just didn't necessarily agree with what he had to say. It was that's pretty all right. funny. I'm all about it. Yeah. But I mean, even New York City right here, I'm just pulled up an MSN article. So I haven't researched every one of these. Yeah. But I mean, like tattoos were illegal in New York City between nineteen sixty one and nineteen ninety seven. Damn. Following an outbreak of hepatitis B. So, so it was a health related. It was a health risk. Yeah. Yeah. So much drug use, I could yeah. see how. Yeah. Maybe that well, makes when you're sense. dealing with, because tattooing involves needles and the piercing of your dermis. Yeah. You know, and I don't your know how dermis. far it goes down, but your skin. <laughs> Legit. Damn. Yeah. Scientific um, over here in the shit. Word. I don't know how deep it goes, but essentially you're taking layers. ink and you're, <laughs> yeah, so a couple of layers. <laughs> when you're putting ink under your skin, that way it'll it'll always be there. You know? Hopefully. Yeah, ideally. But uh, if it's done properly, we should say. Um, But yeah, amazing that something like that can have a stigma so powerful that ran so late as it did. 
Well, it's because and, what the original association of yeah. Jews was. Yeah. And it was rebellion and crime and gangs. and Yeah. Sailors were yeah. a huge thing. I mean, that was a huge... Sailors are dirty. Pirates. Yeah, because sailors are dirty. We used to go around... Yeah, yeah pirates yeah. too, because it's, cause it's yeah. I mean, like he's going to say, it's different ports, you know, yeah. that... You yeah, every get. port you go to, you go and get something tagged on. I mean, that's just a thing. And it's always kind of been that way. And that's why even in today's, port. you know, ocean-going military, like the Coast Guard, my preference, and the Navy. Yeah. Uh, no hate towards the Navy. I love the Navy. Yeah. But prior Coast Guard, so I got to kind of shit on it a little bit. Uh, but even today, like, we're always, we're very tattooed people, yeah. you know. And we have regulations yeah. to say where you can and can't get tattoos, what Your tattoos you can and can't ship. get, yeah. you know. And I think that's due to the old stigma and stuff. But growing up, I never once had like, I never once had a feeling where I saw a guy with a bunch of tats and thought it was dangerous or anything. Right. Like that. It just, I don't know if I just was never exposed to that maybe at my house or whatever. And well, I just, I just thought it was, now. Like, yeah. yeah, like I've never seen a problem with it. People don't like tattoos or the old people making the laws. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone coming up, it's so like, weird. I really hope <laughs> I just was talking to my, my grandmother earlier. And uh, of course, I have not told them about this one because they would flip out. And I kind of hope that she's not going to listen yeah. to this episode. But now that I know she's going to, sorry, Grandma. It's Hi, Grandma. Still love but you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we still love you. Don't hate me. I love you. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's. I will consciously get a place. You know, I will, if I'm ready to get like a half sleeve done, and I have the money, and I'm in a place to do that where Don't I want to get like a half sleeve done, I will do that. Yeah. Yes. But. Right now, because I'm still in the early, I have two tattoos, and if you're watching Facebook right now, you can't see any of them. Yeah. And it, that's by design, because I still am in a, in a position so at some points in my life where I don't want, <laughs> there's, I know there's enough people out there that will judge tattoos me for that, yeah. that I make it a non-issue. And it's not important to me that you know about my fucking tattoos. Yeah. And if we're like in a job interview type of situation like that, why would I ever disclose that to you? Yeah. Because it's never going to be an issue in whatever I'm doing. If I'm going to be naked or have my shirt off or something like that, yes, obviously I'm going to tell you because it applies to the situation. But right. normally, none of your goddamn business what I do with my fucking body. What, what would you say percentage of people under 25 that you know have tattoos. Oh, mm. a fair amount. Yeah, yeah, like more than 50. Oh, yeah. Yes, for sure. easily. I believe another more, another generation from now, like, at least a small one, not having a tattoo is going to be kind of lame and weird. Like, yeah. That's, it's just so normal. And as on a, you know, 30,000 feet up societal look down, I see it as a net positive because we're showing as a society that we just have a much more deep appreciation of art. At well, a point, the fact that yeah. we're willing to get art pieces by a, in a lot of cases, a total fucking stranger, put permanently on your body as a canvas to represent, gener generally speaking, most of the time, yeah. it's not always that case, but Look at the something pictures. in your life. Yeah, pictures. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> that, the, the pictures thing, that's the funny thing I think about all this that cracks me up is that the majority of people's first tattoos such a fucking poor decision. Yeah. When they yeah. first become legal. You're Most straight. people. I, I love mine. You're, you're a smart millennial. <laughs> I love mine. My first one was three symbols that probably don't mean what they say. Probably, probably have soy sauce. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Japanese. Yeah, it's on my Kikomon bottle. On it was a terrible choice that I did that. Um, but it's it's funny now. That's yeah. I mean, it works now. And as long as you don't hate it. Yeah. Yeah, why? It's a... 
It's just a way you decorate your temple. Well, you know, I, your body is your temple. I think there's a lot of people in the younger generation. Like you're talking about people getting people getting mad, you know, and that makes them want to be more active. I think there's a lot of people who get a fuckload of tattoos to rebel and try and break that stigma. You know, people yeah. that I can see are that. like who you know who says that and I can speak to this from from a personal point not about tattoos but um, there are a lot of people who will get a, ta- a lot of tattoos like to try and prove that well you can be a good parent and have a fuckload of tattoos and I can have a really good job and have a fuckload of tattoos you know mm-hmm. when I was going through school and I smoked weed all the time and did all that shit I had all kinds of people that were like you're not going to do anything if you smoke weed all the time and I was like fuck you I'm going to smoke a lot of weed and go through school yeah, you know yeah. so that's like that was like you know a driving force for me to like mm-hmm. do good in school was to like be high at the same time mm-hmm. you know and <laughs> yeah. so Absolutely. that's that is very much a my generation thing to yeah. be like fuck you I can do that you know and I so I'm gonna do it just to show you that I yeah. can mm-hmm. and I don't I think that plays true for a lot of people who get a lot of tattoos Absolutely. like that you know it's like so, a an underground rebellion against like the drug war mm-hmm. you know hey that's why I love all this legalization of the states because we're showing that no you guys the the narrative that you got fed for decades and decades about you know weed or tattoos it's all fucking bullshit and lies that you were told it doesn't it won't ruin your life if you smoke weed all right a lot of times it'll make you much more in tune with other people around you. You'll yeah. get closer with your family. I mean, there's a lot of emotional stuff that comes out of it, not to mention the myriad of health benefits. And <laughs> it's just the fact that this stigma needs to be broken because it's full of bullshit that was fed to us decades and decades ago. And it's just been parroted ever since that it's bad for you. Tattoos are for bad people. Yeah. It's like, no, they're not. They're for anybody who, who wants to express something about themselves outwardly. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're gonna, you're gonna put it in a place to hide it or not. I mean, what, can you imagine a, a poster? Oh God, can you imagine when you were, when we were younger? Like you go into uh, Spencer's and you find like the <laughs> stupidest fucking like, tripping out like mushrooms poster or something God, like that. So many of those. Yeah. We just slab that on top of your chest and, that's a bad decision. Yeah. Obviously. But <laughs> what I mean, which I think it just speaks to the maturity you should go into when you make a big decision like that. But regardless, it's a totally another subject. If you decide that, say, I want to get an SOS tattoo on my arm because this is this or your thing leg. that we're doing or your leg. <laughs> I'm just speaking personally because a tattoo is a very personal thing. When you see somebody walking down the street and they got tattoos over their arm, just know that that tattoo is not for you to see. Yeah. It's not why it's there. It's for that person. It's a personal expression. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a personal expression. Yeah, that is, that is a perfect way to put it. And who the fuck are you to judge them on trying to portray maybe some experiences they had or something that reminds them of a dead relative or whoever the fuck, whatever they think is really awesome in life, you yeah. know? And who the fuck are you to judge them about that? Mm-hmm. You're not. I mean, you have no, nothing. You got. You don't have a leg to stand on. Mm-hmm. I have an example to help break this stigma, right? Jordan's dad. Yes. Have you met Jordan's dad before? Kind of, sort of, almost. Um, my that was her stepdad at the tattoo place. Okay, so I don't know. Um, I don't think I've ever met. That's her all right. Dad then. Jordan's my father-in-law just retired from the Navy Reserves, Chief Warrant Officer Three. Right, and the CBs goes hard as fuck. Yeah. You know? 
been deployed several times, been in the military for the majority of his life. Yeah. Um, he has tattoos everywhere you can't see in a uniform. You know, I mean, for all kinds of different reasons. He's got a run DMC on the back of one of his thighs, and he has a Tigers logo on one of his caps, and he has a Libra sign, and he's got a CB, like, right above his dick, and he's got all kinds of different, like, stuff. You know, the anything you can't see in a uniform, he's got tattoos there. That's you awesome. know, you would never know that, you know, and it's, he has to do that, not only because there's regulations in the military up until, like, not that long ago, but also just... So that he can remain professional in right. his regular life, you know, and that seems ridiculous that <laughs> this man is willing to, like, like I said, serve several different appointments, you know, mm-hmm. and to for everybody, and he has to hide things that he wants to do for fear that people that will yeah. judge him when he comes back. Now, why do you mm-hmm. think that's that fucking is, crazy? Military like, is an interesting one to me. I was just gonna. <clears throat> why is that a rule in military? I think. Just because it's so old school, I think it's well, like see, such an old like thinking from does it, does a it old show school. Like unprofessionalism, rebellion, and like okay, that's that's I think one. Yeah, I think that's that. an aspect to it. Yeah. But so I you're think, probably going out getting drunk in some port and getting a tattoo and then coming back to good. the ship the next day. Like the discipline mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. Is. yeah. But from just that's speaking the stigma, as not my opinion. Yeah. But just yeah. To be clear. Just speaking as someone that was involved in that. You know, corporation, yeah. <laughs> corporation, the, uh, the corporate structure like that, that is the military. <laughs> yeah. like no, that. no, no, no. But uh, being it someone that was guy. in the military and involved like that, I can see how, from a strategic and tactical standpoint, you would never want to potentially, you know, have let's say a culture like the Japanese, who find tattoos extremely offensive. Like you cannot. If I was to go to tattoo or uh, to Japan right now, and I want to go into the bath, I could not go like everyone else does, and I could not strip all the way down because I cannot show my tattoos because there's such a close affiliation with like the yakuza and crime and all the you know hundreds of years going really? back. Yeah, you can't do that. Uh, my buddy Neil, uh, he shout out Neil, shout out to hopefully Papa Neil. you looked up uh, Betsy DeVos and uh, you know Eric Prince and Blackwater. Oh, he's got you. Uh, I was talking to him earlier this week. I love that guy. Uh, but anyways, when he went to Japan, uh, he went a couple of years ago just for for fun by himself, just paid for the trip and then just took off and went and explored Japan. Yeah. But that was something he ran into. He could not, because he's got tattoos all over his chest. He like had to wear a shirt because it's you don't want to offend other people. So from a, a strategic and tactical level, if you're fighting an enemy on the ground anywhere at any point in time, you want to be able to negate that ever being a factor in, say, aggression or anything else. And so I could see from a military standpoint, you could boil it all the way down there and still say, and still say that as long as you're covered up, when you put your uniform on, you're good. Yeah. We don't care what else you do. Maybe other than the blatant offensive stuff they have that you can't do. Spotlight kind of a stage move. That's what I would think. I think you could boil it down to that, and you could probably justify that pretty well. Just due to the nature that you would never ever want some inane, you know, trait about people on the ground like that to just cause even more aggression from the other side. It could, yeah. you know, you want to neutralize that that tactical, strategic situation if you can. Mm-hmm. That'd be, I think, an argument you can make yeah. that is completely neutral. I mean, yeah. but yeah, well, I'll ask Jordan's dad next time I see him. Also, fact check military uh, tattoo policy. 
Mm. So I'll do that on Tuesday. When, yeah, when I left, there was, I mean, you can get tattoos that were visible, stuff yeah. like that. It just, it, there was a lot of rules still. And you, generally speaking, you would want to work with your local command to make sure what you were going to get is legit and you weren't going to be in violation of rules. Because otherwise, you have to pay yourself to get it removed, and <laughs> that's not going to be fun. Super ch- expensive. Yeah. And I mean, you get in a lot of trouble for that. Yeah, but that for the most part, yeah. I'd like to say they're, they're pretty pro tattoo if you wanted to put pro or con. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just they have they do have a lot of rules around it. But, yeah, but I never really heard. No KKK, no racist yeah, shit. Yeah, like no okay. face tattoos, stuff like that. I mean, yeah. kind of the common sense type of Probably stuff. Probably not on your hands, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I would love a hand tattoo, but but I mean that was people don't like that shit. That was like four. God, how long have I been on? Four, five years ish, four years maybe. I don't know. You started working with me like right after you got out. Yeah, it's probably been more like three now that I think about it. I've worked summertime. I've worked there for three years, so it's probably been yeah three years. But yeah, that's when it was when I left out. That was the general idea of what the policy was. Yeah, but uh, we're I think. Because we're actually going a little, we're doing a pretty good on time. Yeah. It's like, do you want to play game time before we jump into pop culture and sports? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Let's do it. I did. Okay, so yeah. this game. I almost forgot. So I did. I I think we tried, we talked about playing it last week and then we just ended up going right past oh, it again. Beer. I was like, you didn't go beer. pee again? Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Every store we go into, we know where the bathroom is. (laughs) I should do that. Start getting ready for baby town. That's funny. I told you, man. This is three P's. Oh, yeah. I know it is. So. Two P's. Two P's. It's a three P beer. That's funny. So where is this from you said again? This is from. It's uh, it's here. Drew Brew? Drew Brew. Or that's just the name of the. Model 292939. I think it was a Pacific Crest Trail name. Oh, that's why. Got it. Right on that. Okay. Pacific Crest Pale. That's that's a nice play on words. I love it. That's we try to stay with local beer only around here. The wine I'm drinking is from Patterson Cellars in (laughs) Woodenville. FYI, Woodenville. I'm a huge fan of them. They made a great rosé this year. It's the uh, Forbidden Rosé. Awesome, super cool label also. Worth yeah. cutting off the top and turning it into a candle. Word. Which I take Side it note. Take it. you were planning on doing that? Yeah. Do you have one of those little glass cutter things? Yeah. No, but I'm, Jake, cheap, is, I Jake is super handy, so I just give all my, yes. see? Yeah. Give all my the, projects to Jake. the hot and the cold situation, right? You what? Burn it. See? Candle wick. You like tie it around it? Yeah. Yeah, you tie it around it. Tell us, tell us how to do it. Just give a little step by step here. I'm going to be incorrect and just say it off the top of my head. So okay, I respect that. Yeah. All right, right. let's play this motherfucking game. All right, let's (laughs) do that here. So this new game, which is probably going to be terrible, so bear with me, but it's kind of a you pick and choose between. Okay, here let's let's back up even more. You. Are the world's shittiest superhero. Yes, I am. And now you're gonna have four different powers to build up your your repertoire. I like I can have four at one time where I get to choose from four. You have you have eight to choose from. And there's each there's four categories and there's two choices in each of those. All right. And so at the end of it, we're gonna kind of push it together. So I'm gonna give you what your power choices are, and then you need to tell me which one you're going to pick and just a tiny little bit why you pick it. 
But the problem is, there's certain flaws with all these powers which make you, together, the world's shittiest superhero. Do we get to know the downfall, like, before we pick it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, let's do this. Yeah, you have to... It's kind of like voting for president in 2016. I'm going to figure it out. All right, Jacob, do you understand what's going on? All right, I I understand what's going on. Let's... Can you just make me be last? Okay. Thanks. I suppose. I almost want to make you make her go first. Okay. I do too. She asked. Let's I wanted to go first. Let's do it. All right. All right. So, what you get? I had to tell you what my favorite animal was. Yep. So, I'm superhero something. You didn't ask me what my favorite animal so, was. So, guess you're not important enough. I'm going to keep track of this. <laughs> All right. So, I think what we're going to do. After we go through and you pick all your choices, you make all your decisions, I'm going to give you a brief summary of what your powers are, and then you're going to come up with a superhero name for yourself. Oh, shit. Right? On the spot? Yeah, just one of the first ones. So, your first power choice is between fire and ice. So, your first ability is possibly... Fire. Obviously. Yeah. Like so, my hair. Okay, so <laughs> don't even tell me fire. Like, I don't <laughs> you have the ability to shoot fire like the human torch. You control fire, you're the master of fire. But the only way you can shoot fire is by farting out of your ass. <laughs> so that's option one. How do you aim? At least it's not like a queef. You so your ice yeah. your ice power <laughs> is you shoot out. You know, a liquid nitrogen type (laughs) type fluid, a liquid nitrogen type fluid that can freeze anyone (laughs) or any object ever. But the only way that you project your ice liquid is by vomiting. Oh, so fire one end or the other. So okay, (laughs) so done with fire. So you got so you got fire out of your butt. Got it. Check out of your. I think vomiting is worse than anything. Yeah, I would definitely go with that too. Category so, two. Your next yeah, category. Oh, I have to keep going. Flying. Several powers. Yeah. So you're super several powers. So this is either flying or breathing underwater. Oh. So breathing. for flying, you can fly as far as you want and as fast as you want. But the only problem is you can only get three feet off the ground. Oh. You already correct. shoot fire out of your ass. So <laughs> you can probably be the fly human with torch. fire out of your ass. Well, I'm just rocket. terrified of heights. So I couldn't go very high, that's but the fine. three can, feet limit. But you can run can into still, all sorts of shit. You can still fly low at with yeah. fire out of your ass. Yeah. I guess that's like true. water would be a good situation. The human torch flies. How high I'm flying is that an option? Like I don't have to with fire out of your ass. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how well can you control your powers. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure yet. Well. That's up to you, then. <laughs> I would say I would like to qualify the fire thing. I never thought about having uh, propulsion incorporated mm. into the fire. But we could play with that. So it, it might not fun. be a so constant thing. It may thing. not work. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, because you, you're actually farting it? Like, it's not like it's a... Yeah, you're okay. farting it. You just, oh, okay. Let's so say you, you want to roast... You probably can't fly right. with yeah. fire out of your ass. Yeah, right. All right. Okay, so that's your okay. flying power. You can only fly over, but okay. you can't get over three feet. That makes sense. Or you can pick breathing underwater, but the problem is, as soon as you go past five feet, you can't breathe water anymore. So if you play around in that zone, you can only uh, you can snorkel. You yeah. can snorkel forever. Yeah. But I'm five eight, so like, what's the point? I just have to stand right up and yeah. breathe. So, so are you picking? Uh, I don't like either of these options. That's the whole point, Morgan. <laughs> 
I mean, I liked the first option. You want to fly? Just you can't fly more than three feet uh, above the ground. At least you don't have to drive. You got to watch out for buildings and you shit. You still, I mean, cars are taller than three feet. I'm still yeah. gonna get stuck in traffic. Yep, <laughs> that's the whole point. Yeah. So move, what's the point of flying? But then also like Iowa, where there's no mountains or hills. Yeah. Or just hang it on the coast and fly out with the water. And, yeah, those both know. sound terrible. Take the water one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll take the water. Gonna, At least you can snorkel. Yeah. I'm going to take <laughs> Yeah, water, All right. I guess. Your next choice. I'm still In, going. Yeah, yeah. There's four powers to pick from. So, invisibility oh. versus seeing into the future. So, oh, invisibility. Oh, the you can turn invisible. Yep. But you can only turn invisible for 90 seconds at a time. And it takes 30 minutes to recharge your powers. Oh, fuck. Or. 90 seconds? Yeah. So you get a minute and a half. 90 seconds. But it's every so, 30 minutes. Yeah. Can you save it up? Yeah. As, no. That's a one time use, bro. You can do it as many times as you want, but, but you can only, only do it for a minute and a half of you can, time. You can disappear from a situation. But you got to get the fuck out of like, there. Absolutely. <laughs> like, You're quick. Squinting. You better not... Or fly oh, through yeah. And you better Your hope you better not have <laughs> more oh, than... Oh, picked flying. Darn it. <laughs> Shoot. Okay, so that's the invisibility. A minute and a half, but it have to wait 30 minutes between each recharge. Or you can see up to a year into the future, but you can only see through the eyes of a random person at some random location oh on the planet. How fucking useless. But you can switch whenever you want? But You know what I mean? Yeah. So but I mean, you're talking billions on. of people that you might have to switch so through. you can just keep switching people? Yeah. So you find one that's useful to so your So it's scenario. like Tinder. You're swiping until <laughs> yeah. you... Yeah. It's like you know, Tinder of... The Tinder future. Screw that. I'm going to be invisible. Invisible. Tinder. I mean, I got a good one out of Tinder, but I'm not going back. <laughs> yeah, that's so, a one and done. Yeah, that's that's a one and done. Check that one off the list. And your last power, okay, is you are immune to bodily harm or could transform into an animal. Ooh, so that one, don't even. Have they to all have catches. Don't, don't, don't even tell me. I don't even care. Don't even tell me. I don't even. I don't even give a shit what the nope. downside is. I want to be a polar bear so bad. So, you want to be a polar bear? Yeah. All right, so we're just going to give you polar bear, <laughs> and I'll tell you the no, bad side of it. you have to wait. Wait, make Jacob go, and then he can find out what the bad side That's is. That's right. She doesn't get to know. That's until, fine. I am yep. totally committed. Okay, no so, Jake, this is the downside to being too quick. <laughs> Do you want I don't want to go first. I want the power. <laughs> you want the fire farts. I want to vomit cryo. You want vomit cryo. Yeah. This is Ooh. Like a total opposite. That's kind of that's kind of rad though. Well, like your butthole, man. That would Okay. Suck. While we're doing this, you oh, get the most time I'm to think of your superhero time. name. I'm thinking of my name. Like every day. Okay, fly 3 feet above the ground or breathe but only 5 feet underneath the water. Uh, fly for sure. Why fly the, three you know, feet. Why the fuck would I go in the water? For Absolutely. Every <laughs> time. Like I could do that anyways. I just need a pipe. I'm yeah. Is there, is there like a score to this at the end? Oh, I no, so. it's just kind of to see. Yeah, we should come up with a winner. <laughs> Maybe that's just it's majority <laughs> rules. Whoever is the worst. No, the best worst superhero. And see, remember, oh, I, because if it. I want to make the worst superhero. I would clearly pick the opposite answer that I'm choosing. I'm really trying to make the best. Well, let's make this situation. an opinion thing. Who has oh. the coolest I'm crappy the best superhero? I'm situation with Alrighty. each of these choices. Okay. So, invisibility for a minute and a half, 
but 30 second 30 minute recharge okay. or seeing in the future through some random person's eyes somewhere around the world that's a tough one because seeing in the future I don't feel like that's a power that would help you in any kind of superhero situation what if you, you can like prevent it? a fucking asteroid oh, from hitting the earth yeah. a year in advance I could just randomly check Save the dinosaurs yeah Jordan's on her way just so you know what's that Jordan's on her way awesome yeah, I would pick the scene in future one. Yeah. Okay. Because I could do my rant, my morning wake up. I would randomly wake up, check ten or twelve people, and be like, "Everything's gonna be cool for the next year." Everything seems the protector on the, the timeline. Yeah. It looks all right. Because then, when one day you wake up, you go to check, and there's no one to check. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, some shit happened. Sometime in between now and a year from today. (laughs) Now I gotta really start paying attention. That's foresight. (laughs) That's true foresight. I can see that. All right, so now this is mystery power. Revealed for the first time. What? (laughs) Immunity to bodily harm versus transform into your favorite animal. So, you are immune to all bodily harm except every time you suffer a would be injury. You have a three-foot round, perfectly circular, randomly colored spot that appears on your skin. Three feet? No, three inch. Oh. I was like... It's like, fuck, dude, that's huge. But I'm talking... Every time you stub your toe, every time you get, you know, stung by a bee, every time you get hit by a bus, you you just get a three-foot... You don't feel it, but it will... Yeah, well, I mean, you might feel it. Oh. You're just... It's not going to kill you. Oh. You can take it. Yeah. This determines are you a selfless superhero. Yeah, right. Are you going to be a total patchwork of crazy psychedelic colors? So, hold on. Is this... I have a question. Is this to say that, like, I can't get cut, or, like, no matter how badly I'm damaged, I won't die? You, no matter how, think of it like Wolverine. You get shot, uh, and then it just that's up. terrible. Yeah, that sounds like. I mean, that's it's <laughs> useful, but that's terrible. Yeah. All You're right, still a what's the pee. what's the animal? And the other one is you can turn into. That's your, what I'm saying. Oh, you still feel it? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. I do not regret my choice. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, <laughs> if you got hit so by far. a bus, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, if you got hit by a bus, it would feel like you're gonna like bus, you're like right. you're gonna be like, oh my god. Now you, I know what it feels like to get hot by a bus. You'll come but back. But you just wait right. for about 30 and seconds. Like, I don't so ever want to do that again. Like, yeah. Okay. All right. So just what's, kinda... what's the animal? <laughs> animal concept. What's, okay. what's Morgan's power? So you turn into your favorite animal. But you now are stuck like that and have to live like that for 30 days. No Ooh, problem. Ooh, that's a long time. No so problem. So you have to go hunt and kill no. baby seals. What's uh-huh. your, wait, what's your favorite animal? I get to flesh. fucking hibernate. What's your favorite That's what animal? I get to do. I get to hibernate. A polar bear. Bam. You only get to hibernate for part of the year, so you're That's only, like eight months of the year So I'm you're hibernating. only going to... You, no she's, she's a part-time superhero. No yeah. I only work during the summer. Or that. only the winter. <laughs> Eight months. That's a no long idea. time. Don't quote me on that. Oh, so, no yeah, idea. I mean, so you would only transform to a polar bear when they're hibernating? Yeah, you absolutely. Like the, like the real <clears throat> implications. You got to, yeah, so you have to you live and survive. You got to eat a baby seal. That's fine. Your fire farts aren't working. You got to turn into a polar bear. No, you're just chilling now. I'm going to go sleep for 30 days. So then you kill a bad guy. (laughs) You already went invisible for 90 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to wait 30 minutes. (laughs) You just farted. So now you get a lumber home as a bear and like try to get into your fucking apartment. You got nothing in your We have a big house. It's cool. 
All right. Double French doors. So, what is your favorite animal, Jake? <laughs> you try to go get on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I drive my own car. No problem. Don't have to get on the bus. Yeah. What's your favorite animal, Jake? <laughs> my favorite animals. Uh, you know, we had this conversation when you texted me. Yeah. I, I've never, even as a kid, when everybody asked me, like in elementary yeah. school, what's your favorite animal? I've never had a favorite animal. I like so many different. Well, animals. what's one of your favorites? So what's the one last for this? I said, if I had to pick a favorite, um, one of my favorite animals are owls. I really like owls. Ooh, super yeah. Animal. Owls are that would be cool. cool. So, so owls, good one. Are you gonna turn it into an owl and eat field mice no, and well, shit for thirty days? I'm on the. I'm, I'm going from the beginning it. of this whole scenario, and that I am a real selfless superhero. And if I turn into an owl, that's thirty oh, days of me being good. useless. Yep. You know that makes sense, right? And I can already fly three feet above the ground. So, so no, what's the point? I'm gonna go with the. I'm selfless, <laughs> and I don't mind being a polka dotted weird looking bitch. Um, <laughs> hey man! Oh yeah, everybody will know. Damn. So Jake is the good version of me. <laughs> All selfish and I'm powers just on the side. We literally I'm have super the selfish. exact opposite. Yeah, we do. Powers. This is why our relationship is so strong because we don't never, ever agree. She's never going to use her first three powers. She's just going to turn into a polar bear every thirty days. You want to live as a polar bear? <laughs> it's so true. Life is, is too a, stressful. Am I hibernating right now? You're fucking Jack. right. Is there, <laughs> is there a cool down? time for the animal thing or like as soon as you turn back into a human you're like fuck this I'm well, turning back into a bear you can totally do that if you feel can like you living just like a bear. live your whole life as a bear can you shoot yeah. all fireballs as the bear yeah no nope 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 well, no. you can't use your other three powers if you're a bear that's no I actually no I, no I think I like it the other way <gasps> Yeah, wow, you can be a flying Score. polar bear shooting. Yeah, can. <laughs> no, but you're a swimming polar bear. I'm not yeah. a swimming polar bear. Did you you polar are. Bear? You picked flying. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Hey, that's gonna help in your survival as a polar bear, though. Uh, I know. Yeah, I can. I'm just gonna chill all these here. Icebergs are melting. I'm gonna be able to fly. <laughs> not missing warming? any baby seals. No either. problem. None. All right, Don. Okay. Fire out of your ass. So well, the I mean, first one: fire fart or ice vomit. I'm gonna go with the ice because that seems like it's it's not limited like the fireball. Okay, so serious question: okay. <laughs> fire fart or ice? Vomit? What's the second oh, one? Let's get t-shirts. Flying three feet above the ground or breathing underwater five feet below the water? What you got? Uh, I'm gonna take breathing underwater. Water breathing. Yeah. Okay. Invisibility for a minute and a half with a thirty-minute recharge, or <laughs> A see into the future, but from a random person around the world. This is the invisibility or the seeing into the future. Yes. Um, how could you best protect humanity or use it to your advantage? I don't know. That's the that's the whole point of this. I think. Yeah. Are you good or are you bad? Wow. Um, well, America, I'm. Bad. I think I'll take the invisibility. Invisibility seconds. I'll see you. Teammate over here. I could think about some situations at, at your work where that could come you in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so, I, yeah. I don't want to disclose exactly why maybe I would do that because it certainly would be personally motivated like yeah. a lot of times. But <laughs> were I presented with the opportunity to better somebody's life because of that invisibility, I think that I would take that opportunity okay. very very nice so okay so immune to bodily could be harm more on the fence but yeah <laughs> right immune to bodily harm but after a while you're just a polka dotted that's fucked up rando or you can transform into your favorite animal and so i didn't ask you because i wanted to put you on the spot what's your favorite animal first one that comes to mind 
some type of big cat, probably like a cheetah or a tiger. Ooh. Um, now, see, that lion. could come in it's handy jungle. now. It's going to be a lion. I don't know. Or the king. I like that a cheetah is super fast. And if mm-hmm. I'm a cheetah, then you I'll be... You still fuck up a bank robber as a cheetah. Well, and if I'm a cheetah, then I can turn invisible for 90 seconds and nothing's fucking seeing me when I come up on you. you oh, know what I'm saying? And even if you do, Fair then point. I can still hit that 60 miles an hour for another 90 seconds, and then I'm really getting you. You know what I'm really saying? Young. See, so I obviously... I'm not going to go hungry as a cheetah. No. I'll freeze your ass. I'll take my 90 seconds of being... Because that's when I chose the the freeze vomit, right? So I'll be be a cheetah, be invisible for 90 seconds, sneak up on freeze your ass, you. come out, bleh, freeze your ass. <laughs> <laughs> We're out in the savannah, so you're going to be unfrozen and not that long, you know? Sit here. You can lick some of the ice because you're a cheetah. You're going to be hot, you know? Cool down. It's going to defrost. So well thought out. You've got a meal. That was perfect. Now, wait. Did we establish that the speed Why did I have to go fly? First? All these guys are like thinking it's about it. Like, check. I chose the water. Done. I chose the swim. Okay. All right. Well, what do we? Is there a speed? Is there a flight speed that is part of that? Fly yeah. as fast no. as your as body fast can as take. Oh. Which okay. when you think Which about is pretty it, pretty fast. So yeah. you can go pretty fast, but especially if you're never, especially if you're never gonna die. Yeah. Not if, if you're, you're, a polar you're just bear. gonna, if you're, you're just gonna float. break yeah. apart and then you're gonna know what it feels like to have all your organs fucking start smashed down, and then you'll be fine. You Terminator two back together, you know T one thousand, and you're just like that you're, was fucking terrible, but I'm all right. Yeah. How does know. that work for black holes? For a black hole, Whoa. like if you go through a black hole. I don't know. I'm not even high, so I don't know. No one knows. <laughs> okay, so Morgan. I hope you've been thinking about your superhero name. So you fart oh, out of your fuck. butt. You breathe water under. Wa- you breathe water five feet under. You could turn invisible for a minute and a half, but then have to recharge it every thirty minutes. And you could transform into a polar pair, but for a month at a time. A polar pair. Polar pair. <laughs> polar pair. Delicious. Polar pair. <laughs> Never had a fucking polar pair. Fuck off. Those aren't real. <laughs> That's fake news. What do you think? What's your superhero name? Um, Morgan the Magnificent. Got it. Oh, I thought that was like my committed name. I was like, I mean, that's fine. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with. (laughs) I'm going to go with Super Hibernator because. Super Hibernate hibernate all the time. That's what I'm going to do. You know what? I got to tell you, that sounds like a really shitty superhero. (laughs) Yes, it does. And what's the name of this game? Shitty World's, superheroes. World shittiest superhero. Do you, really have, a, do you have a name, Jake? I do. What you got? I do. So being that I have the owl. Yep. Um, wait, you did have, I pick the owl? Yeah, yeah, you have the owl. Well, no, I just picked no. what your favorite uh, animal is. So we're oh, going no, with you, owl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll go with the, I, I'm not going to be able to turn into an owl, but I'm going to pick. I'm going to go with the owl theme. Yeah, the owl theme. I feel like that's against the law. No, that's against the rules. Why not? You didn't pick the animal. You can name yourself whatever you it's want. It's a super shitty name. I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't apply very well. So, and because I can see in the future and shoot ice out fair. of my mouth hole, I am um, <laughs> Professor Foresight Hootsickle. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be it. How do you even... Sickle. That's funny. funny. That's not going to fit on your super suit. Oh, that's so good. Dude, why? Because you don't need to... You need to be ambiguous. Your name doesn't need to be on it. Maybe Professor... <laughs> so it sounds like you're farting, but you yeah. don't have the fart superpowers. Perfect. So. All right, Della. You've got ice vomit, breathe underwater for five feet, invisibility, and you transform into a cheetah. Invisible ice, yo. 
Invisible ice. Yeah. I'm the most legitimate sounding superhero on this page, that's, that's for sure. Inaccurate. Alright, so <laughs> that's real life. Who <laughs> the guy in the Incredibles that shoots out? Frozone. For thank you. Frozone. Okay. There's my super suit. Thank you. Whoa. So <laughs> Alright, sweetheart, I need you to be loud and proud. Maybe walk Just over here a minute. But since you've been here to witness all this, shitty superhero. Who is the world's greatest? Shittiest superhero. Is it Super Hibernator? Who <laughs> farts out? <laughs> that is a good name. Who farts fire, breathes underwater, goes invisible for short periods of time, but likes to spend most of her days hibernating as a polar bear. I like that. Okay. Sorry. Or is it Professor Foresight Hootsicle? <laughs> Who transforms into an owl when he foresees it into the future, flies over the bad guys, and vomits ice onto them. <laughs> he flies, like, next to them. You know? Or... I don't fly over anybody. I'm like a bell <laughs> Or... <laughs> that's right. You gotta hit him at the feet, man. You're only that low. He's freezing, he's freezing a lot of dicks. <laughs> or... Oh, dude, that's perfect. <laughs> or is it invisible ice? Who transform? Who goes invisible? Transforms into a cheetah, and then ices his dudes before he eats them like the cannibal he really is. That's actually a very cool superhero right there. I mean, I think that will be a good superhero. Yeah, but, but it's not shitty. But exactly. But this <laughs> Sounds is like a villain. Yeah. Worst superhero. I don't want to say I'm that. Too good at this. But a, a little owl vomiting actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Yes>. it, <laughs> Professor Foresight Hootsicle. No. That's a good I one. I love, I love. Boom. I want to be a bear that just sleeps for a month. I, I, I mean, bears don't help people. They just sleep. <laughs> and eat people on occasion. I'm so much funnier. Uh, so there it is. Like the very first sure. episode of World's Shittiest Superhero. I think that was a rousing success. That was a retreat. So now I got to come up with more because yeah. that was way too much fun. That was good. Oh, All right. So I'm really happy. I got to play my game on my birthday. So oh, thank really you guys. <laughs> well, do you want to talk about guns for a little bit? Uh, actually, let me see. We started this thing we at, at 2 o'clock. It's 2.30. It's, so we've been 2.36. Yeah, how much? Uh, yeah, see, this is the scary it's thing only about been doing minutes. this. <laughs> yeah, we, we got 30 minutes. Do we want to hit... Pop culture and sports and wrap it up. That's what I'm saying. Guns can be pop culture. We don't have to talk we're, about a lot. I just mean we're talking about the guns that I shot yesterday. Guns yes. that you have and guns that, that you have. That is perfect. Let's hit and the pop culture we'll zone. Yeah. So oh, let's put here. this back on I mean, display for the Facebook viewers. Yeah. Look at this tight grouping. Do I still have to talk? I mean, the occasional tight grouping, I should say. That's like for a first, guy who doesn't shoot. That's, that's the first good. time I've shot a rifle like that before, or second yeah. time. That's amazing. Um, so we shot a 308 as a Remington 700, and then two different 9mm Springfield XDS and XDM, and then he had a carbine that's a CZ Scorpion. That was a nice CZ Scorpion. That was really fun. Um, so yeah, we did this at 100 yards, and then the pistol was at 15 or whatever. And then, oh, yeah. And then the carbine at like 25. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yes. Because um, I want to, I decided before Jordan got pregnant that I wanted to have a gun but when the baby is born um, for the house. So I wanted to get more familiar with them and my brother-in-law is going to fuck with again. Mm -hmm. So he was a good person to go with. So we did that yesterday and we'll do that a bunch more and then yes. we'll get a gun. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Take me <clears throat> for sure. I got, Absolutely. I got a bunch. I got way too many guns. What do you have? Um, if you feel like disclosing. The ones I'll yeah. put on the internet. <laughs> uh, 
that? No, I'm kidding. I, I have. Uh, I'm a huge gun advocate. Grew up in a uh, you know military police family, and we've just all been guns cowboys my whole life. And, yeah. Um, currently, I own multiple AR-15 shotguns, rifles, uh, <laughs> things like that. They're all completely and legally bought by a responsible trained gun owner. Well, that's important. That's okay, a, that's Morgan. Morgan. <laughs> Bernie will it's, never be president, so he's important. never going to be yes. thrown in jail for having I guns. I almost wore my Bernie shirt today. <laughs> but uh, I, I have my concealed carry permit, and I I feel naked with a firearm. Too. You know, I yeah. carry for for years now. I've carried a firearm everywhere I go that it's legal to carry one. And uh, uh, I have one in my truck. I have multiple ones around the house, and I have one that I carry on my belt basically everywhere I go. And so, do I shoot and love firearms? That is a freedom that I exercise every goddamn day, and I believe in it to my core. Yeah, Marco so, yeah. would it's rather actual core. would rather actual have it and not core. need it than need it and not have exactly. it. Exactly, that's know? a totally good way to put it. Man. Yeah, there's too many. I don't know the gun, the, the the gun controversy and the back and forth. Everything. There's so much that can be said from both sides, but in my heart. I just don't trust people. I don't trust strangers, and I don't trust other people that to protect me and my with. family. So I'm perfectly capable of doing that, and yeah. so that's what I do. Yeah. So before we kind of jump into this mini gun debate that I know is going to unfold, Morgan, why don't you enlighten us with some of your What kind of views? guns do you have, Morgan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have squirt guns, Nerf guns. In a year, we are going to own a lot of guns. Um, <laughs> yeah, my name's never going to be on those guns. You're in your house. <laughs> I, they are, but they are in Jake's closet in our house. So, or are they you know, in my closet? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God nobody knows where anybody Umbrellas, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm the Morgan that went to <laughs> the March for Our Lives event. If you're an OG listener, you know her. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I think that kind of speaks for my place Stance. on guns. I don't think necessarily because I think that we went over there was a pretty broad representation of people mm-hmm. just Fair. kind of going over just reform, not in any really specific yeah. type of way. So, so let me you don't have to quick. be more specific. You can be as specific <laughs> as you would like to be here. Okay. Okay. Let me let me try this real quick because I want to see if I've kind of figured this out. Yeah. Okay. About you. Let Colin break you down real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to attempt to do this. Brilliant. So, I feel like you are somebody who you don't think guns should ever be necessary in society if society was run correctly. But due to the fact that society is not run the way you think it should be run, there is a need on occasion for firearms. Mm. Nah. (laughs) Swing on in a minute. Okay, so now you tell us. So, okay, so before... I as met much Jake, as you and we have had so many conversations about this. It's insane. Um, but before I met Jake, I was 100% anti-gun. There's no reason for anybody but a police officer or someone in the military to have a gun. No reason. Um, I'm still pretty on that side of the fence. Um, however, Jake has really educated me a lot about... Um, his reasoning behind having guns and why he exercises his right to own them and um, his opinions and his beliefs. And so I'm, it's hard because I like super respect my fiance and super respect that we have that right. Um, But I also think the 
write was written in a time um, where it was more necessary to have it. And I don't necessarily think that we're still in that time frame. Even with the president that we have now? Even with the president that we have now, which is a bold statement, I know. Um, Some would say contradictory. I'm not going to say that. No, I agree. I hear you. Just to represent both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't know. I think that, I think that if you're trained and you go through the proper channels to obtain a firearm, then, and you have your license and you're super, 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 super educated, like over the top educated, then I'm cool with it. Yeah. But I feel like there's too many opportunities for people that are not educated to obtain a weapon. And um, there's so many instances of that going incredibly wrong that I'm not super on board with civilians owning weapons. Almost like we as a society aren't capable of using them properly. Is that kind of... The general. I don't even know that it's about using them properly. I think it mm-hmm. comes more to the responsibility of the weapon. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Um, like of the person who owns the weapon. Yeah. And I feel I feel like having a weapon, you have to have this certain level of respect for the weapon, respect for the people around you that know you have a weapon. And then there's just that personal responsibility that goes into owning it that I feel like there needs to be... a a huge amount of responsibility and respect and yada 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 that uh-huh. um, people I, need to have. And I would say without just for the sake of time because we don't want to yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, I yeah, would yeah. say that probably most people who own guns have that. Right. Just and that's yeah. my, I mean, that's my personal bias that, and I haven't yeah, been around enough don't. people that own guns uh-huh. to you know. That's why, that, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because I was not like my mom has had a gun because when my grandpa died she got his service revolver. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's mm-hmm. why she has a gun. Right. I don't know that she even shot it until we shot it together a few years ago. You mm-hmm. know, so I was not by any means raised around them, but am now in a place where I would like to have one because I think it's a good idea. You right. know, so I'm I'm having to be proactive and find people who know about guns so that I can be educated and ju- mm-hmm. not just go and buy one because I can't. You know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of kids that are my age that went and buy one just because they can't, yeah. you know, not because they, they want to exercise the second amendment and protect themselves because mm-hmm. they want to be controversial and they want to post right. pictures of it on the internet. And I don't think that's the right mm-hmm. reason to have a gun, you yeah. know, but that's also not for me to decide what your yeah. personal fucking thing yeah. is on, you know, why you're going to have it. But. Well, and that's what I respect most about Jake is that, you know, I am, we're living together and we're in the same space together. And so he is now taking the time to educate me about the weapons that are in our home because yeah. I can't live in a home and have weapons there that I'm uneducated about. That's right. not safe. That's yep. not safe for our personal relationship. Right. It's not safe for the people that live around us. Absolutely. So I... And that's what we've had so many conversations about that in the sense that, you know, Jake wants to educate me, not to just benefit me, but to benefit everyone around us as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's crazy important. So, so let me just uh, equate this. Oh, is she outside? Yeah. Yeah, she can come in. Yeah. Come on in. Let's take down um, that fucking. Baby, can you maybe run outside and just grab She's got the dog, so I'm yeah. going to go and help with okay. the dog. Word. So I just wanted to, th- like, before we move on to. Pop culture. Oh, well, I guess sports because this is kind of pop culture. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get John back so I can argue with him. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, because I do want to kind of get his say on this too. Yeah. So I'm going to ask it while he's still in the room, and then you just hold on to it. You think about it. We'll run with it. I want to throw a correlation out there that just kind of popped into my mind while we were doing this. And I know correlation does not equal causation, but let's just, it's a good thought experiment. Given the fact that the Second Amendment is a right, it's the right to bear arms, right? And every, every U.S. citizen in America also has the right to vote. How is that any different than requiring somebody with pers- enough personal responsibility to cast an educated vote? Mm. Then yeah. it, what's the difference between that and an educational, you know, a person who's educated enough to buy and own a firearm? I love that point. This mm. is part of, I think, the great danger in the, you know, the arguments behind gun laws and the, mm-hmm. the, the fact that you can't take them, you know, you don't want to amend the Second Amendment too heavily because right. you need to look at, you know, yes, there is the aspect of the tyranny in the state in the state due to the language that's used as it's written. And I think that still applies. We talked a little bit about it last week, I think, or the week before, but nobody could have ever seen the the rise in military arms enough to know that like missiles and rocket launchers and all this crazy shit. So at the time you were on a relatively equal playing field with the governments that were in power. And so everybody basically had the same shit. Of course, government always had more of it, but it was horses, muskets, musket pistols, swords. Boom. That was about it. There were cannons and shit like that, explosives, but nothing like we have now. So that, that could be argued, but I don't think that how that law is in, or the the amendment, the Second Amendment is interpreted. I don't think it, we really need to look at it from that direction. We need to look at it more as a from a rights standpoint, because oh, the yeah. minute you shit on that right, how do you determine that, or how do you have government involvement enough to determine that? Okay, no, that right, that has special amendments to it that we need to add but the rest of the rights maybe don't yeah i mean we need to understand that the rights are built for people acknowledging the fact that people have enough personal responsibility to make good decisions with those rights that they have Mm -hmm. it's it's Mm -hmm. the same thing for freedom of speech and religion and freedom of press and it's all this stuff and it relies on personal responsibility which is like as a I find myself more and more every day calling myself a libertarian. Um, but as somebody who believes very, very deeply in its core about those fundamental rights that... Oh, Penny the show dog is here. Hi, Pen Pen. Come here, Pen. So I just... Yeah. on Putting it on that playing field, do you think that changes your debate tactics around that much? Because, I mean, if you start dictating what is and is not okay to bear as an arm, as a U.S. citizen, does that also now give you legal precedent to say what is and is not constituted and protected under freedom of speech? Yeah. You know, I think it's it's a deeper constitutional problem that anybody is ever mentioning. Yep. I don't know why it just kind of took me to that conversation we had, but to have that idea. Yeah. Well, and I think my, so my opinion about guns is very different than what I think should happen legislatively Legislatively. with guns. So 
because it is written in our constitution and like Jake told you, I have part of that memorized. Um, <laughs> I like, I'm super, like I honor it and respect it hardcore. And I don't feel like people should not have the right to own guns. And I'm not even going to say that I think guns should be regulated so that the type of gun you own is determined by a law. I don't think that's right either. But I do think that more needs to be done in the sense of um, background checks and who can obtain them. Like, I feel like there needs to be, I don't know, like some type of mental health eval or something in the sense of like to make it more difficult. Okay. And so just before we before I lose this. If we're going to put it on that kind of playing field again, right, Mm -hmm. I would then argue that you need to have the exact same evaluation process and approval process before you have the right to vote. I'm totally okay with that. Word. I mean, at a, in a weird place, <laughs> I, I am I'm too, totally but okay with that. not really, but yes. So I wish people were better educated before they voted. And that's kind of what I'm right. getting at here. Yeah, it boils down to education, for sure. Personal responsibility. Yeah. Well, so I think that me personally, right, just considering what you had asked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I only heard, you know, mm-hmm. X amount of what you guys said. But I think that the difference between the two, right, would be, and I don't know if one of you guys said this already, but that the vote has less of a direct ability to take somebody's life right Mm -hmm. and not i mean not that it doesn't have the potential to because that's that's how you get totalitarian regimes and shit like that like and you know that's what i'm saying not Mm -hmm. that it doesn't but it's a little easier to see someone murdered immediately from a gun than murdered immediately from casting a vote and i think that that's like Mm -hmm. the difference that people can draw from it you know yeah not that not the potential is not, not there because yeah. I certainly would never say that, you Absolutely. know, but I just would be afraid that at, on a fundamental level, you might be in a position to set a dangerous precedent Absolutely. to start stripping down other rights, yeah, including the one that is the most valuable in my mind is that First Amendment. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, they see, yes, we can talk all day about guns are bad or good or whatever Absolutely. and all the laws behind them and all that. But at the same time, every single gun law that's made in my mind is a direct affirmation. No, not affirmation. I'm trying to use bad words. It's, a, it's in direct contradiction of what the Constitution says. Mm-hmm. And so we're passing all these laws and stuff. And whether they're good or bad, I'm not arguing the merits of them. Right. But you're fundamentally changing the way the Constitution is interpreted <clears throat> without adding an amendment. So that constantly we're still grasping at straws as to what constitutes you know, what we're allowed to play with within that Second Amendment. Well, and I don't know that that, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, that there has been a time because laws have gone back and forth, assault bans and not assault bans. I don't know that there I'd is. I'd have to look that up, Kathy, but I'll check I don't it out. know that there is a definitive, um, definition on that that you could say, like, um, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. So, no, that's all right. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what you said either. So I'm sorry. So you get so you gave for smoking two joints <laughs> so to yourself. You Your mom uh, had asked a question, and or she she had made a comment about how there were so many less deaths, I guess, um, during the assault rifle ban period mm-hmm. than as to not. So I wrote it down, and I want to look into those statistics. Yeah. Um, um, oh my God, Jordan brought cookies. I, yeah, I can't remember what my point was. Oh, they smoked. Um, being able to relate it to, it, yeah, oh. without there being another amendment. 
Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't think that there, because there have been like the assault ban has, has come and gone. I don't think that there has been a definitive definition of, of that second amendment as it applies today. You know, yeah. that's, that's not something that's happened. So I don't know that that's, that's, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that because that's yeah. what we talked about the last time we talked about this is mm-hmm. that until there's some type of definition on what an assault rifle is or what different types of guns are or how that would apply today. Cause as much as I respect your opinion, because you're the fucking godfather to my child to be, you know, more than anybody, I respect your opinion, but you're not a Supreme Court justice. No. So regardless of what you think the interpretation I of the constitutional amendment is, doesn't matter. Exactly. You know? And that's what we talked about is until that's done, we don't and, know. And that's not been done. And I think you're right. It would have to be in an amendment. Like mm-hmm. that definition would have to be We've done. We've talked yeah. about amendment, that before too. But, but, but that's then not even been then, done yet. Because so. I'm just spitballing here. Um, you know, with all of this, this is all just a hypothetical, yeah. you know, mental game here. But I'm just saying, so second amendment, we start adding amendments to, you know, to say, let's define, I think that would be a decent first step if we went that direction is to yeah. define what an assault rifle is or assault weapon, period. Because otherwise we're all, we can't have a conversation if we don't have any basis of fact to go off of. Exactly. So let's just, exactly. maybe let's just label some weapons. Mm-hmm. Figure Seems, out what is what. Yeah. And if we as have to make up as, a new label, then make up a new label, mm-hmm. but classify them out into but I get, what they are based I just, on, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But I, I don't know enough worried. about guns to think of different ways to classify them, but yeah. there's got to be some way to... I just get worried that if we were to go that direction, what's to say we don't start classifying <laughs> other things under other amendments? Like, let's start, you know, if we do that, what's to stop us from classifying what constitutes hate speech? And let's make that illegal. I mean, that's what I don't, I think if we start to do that, I don't know, well, I don't think, but I wonder if we were to do that just with the Second Amendment, what kind of precedences might be set by a future Supreme Court judge, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a Supreme Court judge, but I just wonder I if that's one of those slippery slopes that I don't want to touch. I think it is possible, but I don't know that a precedent set on the Second Amendment can be applied to other, yeah, to See, other interpretations. You know, I don't know that that's the case. Yeah, I don't so, think. It, yeah, would it necessarily turn it? Would it necessarily turn into? There, you yeah, know. you know, hey, we're amending one amendment. Right. Let's just. Amend them all. And that's the well, thing, you know, I, I mean, know it's, I think it's hard to, again, not that I personally feel this way before, maybe people who just are misinformed about guns, you know, it's hard for them to draw the equivalency oh, so between, between, yeah. between guns and free speech, because mm-hmm. as of right now, people aren't actively being killed by free speech. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. again, not that there is not potential for it, because we've seen that in the past. Yeah. But Right now, it's hard for people to draw that equivalency, just like it's hard for people to recognize that the ideologies that fuel like super far left trans activists is the same thing that fuels Marxism. People don't see that, that line, that parallel that can be drawn between the two, you know? That's not to say they're the same thing, because they're, they're not. Yeah. But they're, it's the same ideology, you know? So it's hard for people to make that connection. That I, I understand 100% what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but I think until, until the general public is able to understand the true damage that free speech can hold without being fucking snowflakey and regressive and, and enforce speech and shit, people aren't going to be able to, to see those things. Look mm-hmm. objectively enough at the two to see yeah. how they're equivalent. You'd you know? have to have kind of like a, uh, I, I hate going there, but the Nazi-esque style 
version of, of hijacking something like free speech and then, yes. and, you know, and a superior power like liberty and stuff not speaking up against it to put it away, which is what free speech is supposed to be for. So right. good ideas can shit on the bad ideas. Right. You'd have to have a, a situation where freedom of speech obviously took over and manifested itself in an insane way. And then ne- in, was never met by an equal force of, of liberty. And then by then, you wouldn't have a country anyways. There would be no First Amendment exactly. anymore. And then you'd be fucked anyways. Yeah. But I think until that point happens, it, you always have to err on the side of freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and agree. I think with that, we should move on because that's going to go what on What type forever. of guns do you have? Because that's what I wanted to know. Shotguns. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Word. All right. Um, I don't really have that much for sports. Did you watch anything this week, pop culture-wise? I have sports with you. Oh, it depends. Because I did want to go over baseball with you, but it depends on where we're advertising. Oh, how long we have, we yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're touching three hours. So, almost, so. Okay. That's, so <laughs> But I definitely want you guys to come back again soon, especially if you're going to be It was be just a really big September, week for so. Mariner baseball, so perhaps yeah. to... Well, Fairness. you can definitely you want to you, you want to write a piece up. You can definitely hit some points. You you can fucking write something up if you write want. Write a piece you, up. We can we'll post it on the blog. Can definitely run through some points if you want. We just won't be able to elaborate cool. on them. That's for, cool. I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm telling you. You see how time can kind of run away. Um, uh, I don't care about the marriage. He <laughs> <laughs> wants to get nice and close on that one. Word. Uh, real quick, at the top of the show, I mentioned we watched Ready Player One. Last week, yeah. we watched it on Sunday. It was awesome. I absolutely loved it. It did not run. I mean, the book was almost not there, but the so overarching story was there, bitch. and it did a great. I keep forgetting the word, but it it did good justice to the book. Yeah, it did what it could, I think, and it was a very enjoyable movie. It was fun. There was a bunch of shit that just didn't exist in the book, and all this stuff. Yeah. but it. I think it was a massive nerdgasm explosion of yes. pop culture and fun and summer good times. And, yes, uh, I've heard even the people that uh, read the book and loved it, like myself, would if you can get away from the fact that it, it just doesn't go with all the book whatsoever. Nope. you can enjoy it. And so totally excited, different. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see it regardless. The book was amazing. Ernest Cline is a great writer. Yeah. So the main storyline, because this isn't going to be a spoiler, main storyline. It's basically the kid and his friends against like the evil corporation, right? I'm talking to you, Jacob. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Morgan is just giving you those eyes like she wants to take you out back and She's throw you mad on the barbecue we can't like a piece of meat. I'm so mad we can't talk about baseball. I'm, I'm sorry. It's People don't want to listen to a three and a half hour podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. Or else we would. It just means that you have to come back. Yeah. Whatever. It's not going to be a big baseball week by the time I come back. Well, we can stop, and if we drink no, more, I'll no, want to record no. more. No. All right. We're, okay. Sorry, We can do Morgan. a special sports segment, just you and I, before I leave. That can That'd be a be thing. Cool. So Lost was a great show. We can show. probably do that. <laughs> oh, and the Lost. We didn't talk about Lost either. Lost can suck See, it. There's, there's a special right there. There's talk a two-hour special, yeah. just Lost and Mariners. But yeah. So no. No. That's literally no. all I watched. No. <laughs> it's just like naughty. That's all you watched, Ready Player One. Did you guys watch anything this week? Listen to anything this week? Um, Stands out. Oh. Like Game of Thrones kick, man. Oh, right. Uh, but Morgan has something better. You know. No, keep going. Sorry. I've seen Game of Thrones dog. all of the seasons through probably multiple times. And I, uh, I convinced Morgan beyond all of her friends telling her she would hate it because she's a feminist and there's all this crazy, rapey shit that happens in there. Which there is, is a lot of some rape in it's there. It's true that happens, but the powerful women in there totally it's historically accurate. It is. 
Um, but we're on this. <laughs> not the storyline. I mean, yeah. some of the, <laughs> some I was of the like, themes what? in it. Okay, no, I got it. <laughs> there was dragons when you know Jesus was alive. So they're <laughs> Westeros and Pangaea are the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Keltrogo. This is the greatest. The same guy. <laughs> 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 uh, but anyway, we're on season four, and she's really been enjoying it. We watched the hell out of it. We just binged four or five episodes every time we're together. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, Worked. Great job. I went to a free concert in Kirkland on Thursday Ooh. called the West Coast Feed. Super cool band. They're on Spotify. Oh, that's the band. iTunes. Yeah. Okay. They're on Spotify and iTunes and I don't know, everything else. Yeah. But they're super cool bands. And I thought I you sent me the thing. Yeah. Instagram. I screenshotted it um, to look it up when I yeah. get time to listen to music. So they're cool. They're local if you're in Kirkland like me. Um <laughs> Just cool. What kind of music is like kind of that funky stuff that's taken over? I mean, it's kind of hard to say what type of music they are because they do some covers and then they have a single um, that they just released. So it's kind of like bluesy, but not. And it's kind of like rockish, but not. And it's kind of, I'm going to say like hipster music. And I really hope they don't get offended by that. Like ska? Is it like ska music? We'll say indie alternative. Yeah. Indie alternative right now is but like, covers so many different types yeah. of things. Upbeat and kind of rocky and like mm-hmm. kind of like what we were listening to at it probably is. Uh, <laughs> du- oh, what's the name of it? Uh, like uh, the brewery the other day. WRB. No, no. 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 Seattle. No, we were at Optimism. Oh, Optimism. Yeah, kind of like that. Kind of like them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like uh, yeah, more like a folk. It was like a yeah. It was folky, band, funky, uh, weird. Which I mean, you like, could also kind three eleven. You know, three eleven is. Yeah. yeah, like that's like ska music. Yeah, or like some. Yeah. Sh- I would. I would. Shit or like yeah. that's. Oh, but um, <laughs> I, so almost I a, almost a little bit islandy, almost. Oh yeah, yeah, a little bit, but rocky too. Yeah, it's, it's ska yeah. music. Yeah, we're calling. Ska. I'm gonna call it. Calling indie. it right now. I mean, indie alternative it's ska music. Anyways, ska the West Coast beat. They're good. Jake and I are on the same page. <laughs> <It's laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's just a classification. That all. Yeah. It's just a label. I, I got to put it in a box so I, I can feel comfortable. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> She's really upset about Mariners. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, so I'm really sorry. I'm telling you. I'm. We're gonna eat and shit. We can talk about Mariners on a microphone before. I leave. Yeah, we can do that later. That's totally. That's cool. We can put that out as a separate deal. Okay. I don't have any problem with that. That's great. Let's do it. I'll edit it myself. That can be the first thing that I edit myself. I have there to practice. Go. So I can be your pawn. I'm totally fine with I'm that. All about it. So I think with that, do you have any more lines for us? Um. Yeah, but I fucking do, watched Boy Meets World stuff? this week. Colin, fuck you. Oh um, yeah. And then I, yeah. Do you need to borrow my DVDs? Because uh, I have them all. No, it's all on Hulu right now. Oh, so man. as long as it stays on there. First love of my I got life you though. Topanga, dime piece forever. Yeah. I'm all about Sean Hunter, man. Um, <laughs> and then I listened to that podcast, This Is War, and then I started Penny Lane. This little bitch, she's so excited. There's so many smells here. Um, and then I started listening to a podcast called Sword and Scale. That's all about like different murders and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and that shit's bad. And that's the only stuff that. I did pop culture wise, mm-hmm. um, sports wise. Nothing really happened. Lashawn McCoy's girlfriend says that she thinks something was involved, even though she's the only one that's saying that. So oh, fuck you until yeah. I see some evidence. Yeah. Uh, Darrell Revis is retiring. Revis Island, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, that's really unfortunate. He was, I mean, he's like a seven-time Pro Bowl quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's got a Super Bowl ring. He's, I mean, against like Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss, and shit. I, they, they're less than sixty yeah. percent percentage. Yeah. 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 No, he. 
Rio Silent balled out and he's just Legit. old now. Yeah. Last season he said he was old. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> self admitted, yeah, he knows that he's old. Shane Shane Vereen, he's a running back. He signed with the Saints. Uh, wide receiver Brandon Cook, he reached a five year extension with the Rams. I think that's an eighty million dollar deal. I think that like. 40 or 50 of it is guaranteed. Uh-huh. Um, but the Rams look good, so if they can make it to the bowl, he's looking to make a lot of fucking he's money. Set. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but he's so he, set. he also played, I mean, he's played with Drew Brees and then with Tom Brady, so now he's going to some, he's not a rookie. I mean, I guess you could, it's the year three, so you could technically, he's still in his rookie contract, so yeah. you could, mm-hmm. I'm sure he's still classified as a rookie, but it's not his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, Got it. But we'll see how he does this year, because, I mean, they got a little bit better towards the end of the season of kind of reading Jared Goff and figuring mm-hmm. out his shit. So we'll see. Uh, their defense is going to look sick nasty this year with everything they signed. And Dom can sue and keep to lead Marcus Peters. There's all kinds of shit going on over there. So, Offie, you better do some studying uh, so you know yeah. what to pick. Um, I'm just Don't really stoked. Yeah. I just realized live stream all. hasn't cut out at all. Today. No, we're I'm balling so out. Colin is going to play fantasy. Morgan's going to play fantasy. Jake's going to support fantasy. I was going to say, you're more than welcome <laughs> to play, I think, if you want. I'm well, sure I, I have no place to spot. So, yeah, if you want your own team, Morgan's that's up to you, team. but you're more than welcome. Morgan's. Um, who wears the pants <laughs> in that <laughs> fantasy <Morgan's>. relationship? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's it. That's all that I have for sports. I do have some lines here. Um, let me put my. I like to hear it. Right? So. Oh yeah, you got to hear out sounds. Yeah. All right, um, I'm ready. Let's focus. see here. All right, Colin. So what do you want to hear about? You want to hear about a dog orgy or want a cat bit off my toe? Damn. I go with the dogs. I want to go with the dogs. I don't want to do cat orgy. South Park's got that. Kind of <laughs> dog orgy. It is. Dog orgy. That's it. That's the line. You want to hear about a dog orgy or cabin off my toe? That's that's the line. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was a real question. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I'm out. I quit this bitch. <laughs>